Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. It's a long time since I've seen a front page of the Examiner like it. We've had flooding in the past and, of course, uh, our minds were cast back to 2015, but yesterday was on a different level. Now, some areas avoided it and uh, didn't get any kind of a clatter at all. I think the city centre, by and large, got away. I was in there yesterday afternoon. I visited again then, round about half past six, and I was back in again then uh, last evening, round about quarter to 11. I was talking to some businesses there in the in the late afternoon. But boy, uh, the worst in living memory and the photographs on the front of the examiner sum it all up. The unbelievably generous gesture by SARS down in Glanmire uh, to uh, open uh, their gates um, and allow water to rush through into SARS, destroying a pitch, um, damaging the gym, much of the downstairs of the club, but all for the benefit of the people and their homes in Glanmire. I thought it was an incredibly kind gesture. But they have photographs from Middleton where people are literally wading up to their armpits in water. You've got many, many cars submerged. You've got uh, worst in living memory. They go to uh, Carrigaline. I mean, there was issues in parts of the city, but by comparison, certainly around East Cork. So more on that, devastation. We had a month's rainfall in one day yesterday. Flooding emergency is the front pager, making this morning's echo where you have emergency personnel uh, literally wading through behind them, cars submerged right up to their roof as they wade through with inflatable ribs uh, emergency personnel, this is from Middleton, as I say, got absolutely hammered. The worst case scenario was flooding in Middleton and it happened. In the inside pages of the Echo today, flooding extensive in many areas. The examiner look at Glanmire, there's a front page photograph in the Independent this morning uh, from Middleton, the main street where you have um, uh, a person walking through uh, and wading through water, carrying their soaking dog in their arms. So that's a front page of the army was deployed severe street floods causing chaos the army was out there, the guardie was out there local civil defence was out there fire personnel were out there ambulances were out there, county council workers were out there, Uh, we'll be coming back to this, they call it a floody hell in the sun this morning, Uh, again months rain in 24 hours power cuts to homes, homes flooded, roads flooded, businesses shut, storm babette and the question being asked now is are are we speaking plain enough English when it comes to our weather forecasting. Have we far too many names for things and have we far too much colour coding and should we get back to a bit of common sense? Should forecasting actually, which is something that I endeavour to do as best I can, should it be really very, very localised that the weather is completely different between West Cork and East Cork and the city and North Cork, but you certainly, um, and I will come back to this because other areas got a, a spanking as well besides Middleton, but the town 
dominates many of the papers this morning. So much so that you had patients in hospital um, and two residential HSC buildings down in Middleton flooded. Uh, the Onakara Centre. That'd be fairly low lying near the river now, to be honest with you. It's a story that makes the mail this morning with inside video. Anybody following social media yesterday could not uh, but see all of the different videos that were being shared by different people on the air. So, um, is it time for weather forecasting uh, to be improved? Um, well, apparently, Met Aaron, according to The Sun today, are planning to put out fewer yellow warnings in a bid to combat warning fatigue. And it was bound to happen that we would get warning fatigue. All of these names for rainfall, all of these names for storms, all of these colour codings. You get so much of it that unfortunately, by and large, the public tend to maybe start to ignore them like the boy who cried wolf. Um, They break down in the examiner this morning the names yellow, orange and red and exactly what they mean. And I will come back to all of that. But listen, if you were caught up in it yesterday, you have a story to share or you're still in need of help, do text 0868 104 106. I'm happy to say that our text system, which let us down badly yesterday for a day when we really needed it, it's back again and uh, we're rocking and rolling. The Ashling Murphy murder trial dominates many of the front pages this morning because yesterday in court we started to hear or they started to hear from witnesses who came upon the scene. And that's why you have quotes in the papers front pages this morning saying she kicked out and she screamed for help. Front pager from the Star, the Irish Mail this morning from one witness, an eyewitness. I could see her kicking her legs completely distressed that was her crying for help. Uh, and the witnesses saw a man crouching over a woman's body, holding her down as she frantically kicked her legs in a cry for help. This was Ashling Murphy. Yosef uh, Pushka uh, denies murdering Ashling Murphy. He did acknowledge through his counsel that it was him who the witnesses saw with the primary school teacher in the undergrowth on the Grand Canal. But he said through his solicitor that he was endeavouring to try to assist Miss Murphy and was trying to stop the bleeding in her neck. Uh, And of course, this goes back to January the 12th of last year when the 23-year-old Ashling Murphy died after receiving 11 stab wounds to her neck. Ashling was crying out for help and there were more than there was more than one or two witnesses in, in, in court yesterday and I will come back to this court case uh, across the morning. Of course, another tragedy and this one much closer to home is the uh, death of Tina Satchwell and of course, now we must leave the legal route take its course but meanwhile, uh, the remains of Tina have been returned to her family ahead of her cremation Uh, next week. Um, It's understood that, uh, according to Anne Mooney and The Sun this morning, that a private funeral service is expected to be held next week ahead of the cremation. So the family wanted to be private and who could blame them? It's difficult enough for them trying to deal with their grief. So that's an interesting development with regards to at least the family now have Tina back um, and of course a funeral service to follow and a cremation and our thoughts and the thoughts of everybody are always with them. Interesting, the Cork Independent this morning talks about uh, soaring numbers of prostitution offences on Leaside, and particularly over the last five and a half years. Michael Onley has a front and inside page story on this where it's said to be basically, with regards to the Guardi, basically brothel raiding under another name uh, because the days of women on the streets, of course, are gone. Um, Uh, But that's just been replaced with brothels where it's indoors. And unfortunately, all too often, uh, it is the most vulnerable women, not always Irish, but certainly Irish, but many of them from overseas who are coming here and find themselves drawn in or dragged in or forced in 
uh, to prostitution. Uh, we now have a number as to the extra aid that will be sent to Palestine from Ireland. Uh, Michael D says that the Gaza hospital blast may ultimately be in itself a war crime. Uh, there's still all sorts of back and forth as to who actually bombed the Gaza hospital. But Michal Martin came out yesterday and says we're giving a 13 million euro aid package for Palestine in the wake of the war in Gaza. And then um, from you know bombing of a hospital there to our own hospitals here, uh, which have their own issues, but nothing like what's happening over there. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going on about the HSE now or waiting lists or you know chaos within it. But the amount of surgeries in Ireland where the wrong body parts were operated on. I know. What would you think of that? Surgeons mistakenly operating on the wrong parts of patients' bodies uh, 13 times in public hospitals, according to 2020 records. And amongst them, Cork University Hospital. But not not exclusively Cork University Hospital. There are more of them. They, they talk about uh, Connolly and Blanchestown. They talk about Sligo. They talk about Limerick. And they talk about Tullamore. There were 28 near misses. Um, what, what's a near miss where they almost operated on the wrong part of the body but if you wanted some examples of it there was one case in 2008 where surgeons removed a boy's healthy left kidney instead of his poorly functioning right kidney uh, this was in uh, Our Lady's Children's Hospital there was another one there where, as a pa- where the wrong eye was operated on the surgeon operated on the patient's opposite eye and another performed surgery on the wrong hand um, so that's uh, worrying and alarming how can, how can that happen? how can that happen? Um, I see that Michael Healy Ray makes the papers this morning and it's just pure and utter common sense on his behalf. He's saying that every secondary school student should leave with their leaving certificate in one hand and a full driver's licence in the other hand. Why not? He's absolutely right. Probably we need, I mean, I think we are changing in our curriculum with regards to more practicalities uh, on the curriculum itself. But that would be one that would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? Everybody to come out of school uh, with a driving licence. Men are still out-earning women, apparently, according to the Mail today. Women are paid almost €3 euro an hour less than men. The gap is closing. It continues to close. But they pluck a figure saying that the average hourly pay for men is €22.73, while for women it's €25.06. Is that to do the same job? And if it is, it's all wrong. And mind you, there is another statistic in there saying, I don't know how you can just come up with this, is a broad sweeping statistic actually, saying that men work longer than women. Uh, Men work nearly 38 hours a week, while women clock up an average of just over 30 hours a week. So I think you'd have to drill into that really, because it really would depend on the job and the sector and the profession that you're in, right? Um, Some, um, of course, are in J.K. Rowling's camp. Others are not. But she makes the UK Times this morning because under a Labour government, the Mail on Sunday, just gone, uh, said that if the Labour Party get into government in the UK, they could ma- they would make any kind of attacks motivated by hatred of a victim's gender identity an offence. Now, this could be a physical attack, and of course, any kind of physicality attack on anybody should be an offence, but they're also talking that any kind of verbal attack or any kind of transgression from respecting somebody's, not gender, but gender identity would be an offence. J.K. Rowling has come out and said that she would be prepared to go to prison to stand up for women's rights. That's an interesting one from the UK. And as we continue the countdown to Halloween, um, I think we may well be asking already online, 
what's the scariest movie you ever saw? Um, I have to say that one of the red tops today, the star, make a bit of an effort to drill into the spookiest films of all time. Uh, Many of them I haven't seen, so I probably shouldn't even be talking about them. But I've certainly seen The Birds, and I've certainly seen Psycho, and I've certainly seen The Shining, and I'd put all of those in there. You know, The Sixth Sense could also be a very spooky, scary film. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. But they've other ones in there like Halloween, which is all very well. But then another one called Halloween H2O whatever the heck that that is, or Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. They sound a bit OTT to me. You Are Not My Mother is another one. 28 Days Later sounds like a bit of fun. Oh, my God, I think it's got Killian Murphy in it. It's got to be a good film if it does. But anyway, maybe your thoughts on that. We'll come back to that in the coming days, the, sh- the, the scariest movie ever. Uh, for all of the business, text 0868104106. Back after the break, we'll catch up. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. Victoria Nichols joins me in the studio. I'm like somebody, I'm like a cuckoo robbing your notes. I'm like somebody <laughs> copying homework. <laughs> Thank no you. Problem. Thank you for giving me this. By comparison to yesterday morning, what were reports coming into you this morning? Like? Pretty crazy still this morning. Um, not not as many car accidents. In fact, I don't think we had any car accidents to report this morning, but this is just the aftermath of yesterday. It's all the debris on the roads. Because the, the water's receding. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Some roads are still flooded, though. Um, the other problem that we have is there's a lot of signs out still that are saying that roads are closed and people have tried them and they've been fine. And that's why you're getting texts this morning from people where they thought it might have been an issue, but they found them passable. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And that's just because signs haven't been collected back in. And if you imagine the extent, I mean, imagine how many signs went out yesterday. So that takes a while to get them all back in again and to get back on top of that. So, um, But yeah, I think the main problems this morning anyway that we had were Glanmire, Carragher Line was pretty crazy, Middleton, obviously. Hammered. I mean, it was unbelievable, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah, the pictures yeah. coming from there. Yeah, but we've been, we've been here before, haven't we? But yeah, 2015, this was, but it's a different scale. Um, I mean, was it a month's rain in 24 hours that's we right. got yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and homes and businesses. And you know what? We're, we're OK, I know we are a fair amount of weeks from Christmas, but imagine that for businesses with the it's lead shocking. into Christmas. You know, it really is. Really, really shocking. Um, when, when you when you look at it, it seems to me that some of the key areas were, were Castle Martyr and yeah. Killa and Rathcormark and Clarow and Glanmire and yeah. Middleton and Whitegate, Castle Martyr, Yall, Rathcormark. And, and we should like say, obviously, emergency services have been out all night and early this morning. I think the guards were directing traffic in Castle Martyr. And we got a lot of reports of that uh, this morning, that guards were out just directing traffic and sometimes telling people to actually turn around and go back. And they were diverting, I saw your nose, Killer as well this morning. Yeah. And, and Gardy were recommending to go home, even this morning, go they home were. if the journey is not necessary. We were quite surprised to hear that this morning, but that, that will tell you the extent of the floods that are, are still around, you yeah. know. You're also getting a report in this morning from Glanmire where people are told that the only way in and out yeah. is still up and down the Barnavara Hill to That's Mayfield. It. That's it. Yeah. Because it's destroyed. I mean, you know, imagine people trying to get in and out of Glanmire this morning for well, what are the water levels like in Glanmire? We don't know. You see, we've nobody on scene and we were wondering that ourselves. We didn't really get any confirmation as to what the, 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 the levels are like. But I know that the huge water trucks are still out there this okay. morning. So okay. they're trying to do something about that. Okay. Oh, the extent okay. of which we don't know yet. Um, I did notice also the train services are suspended between Kent and Middleton. How are people getting there? Yeah. All I'll say about that is 
just go on to irishrail.ie and double check because they will have the most up-to-date information. Now, I would imagine that things will start returning to normal. I don't know if it will be through this morning, but definitely throughout the day. So definitely go on to irishrail.ie to double check there for the latest updates. I know there was bus transfers. Um, I don't know if they're still happening or if it's back to the trains now. As I said, just keep up to date on irishrail.ie, I would imagine, for that information. Um, but yeah, um, we did have a guy from Irina Aaron on to us who was saying that I think some of the commuter services were restored back to the trains this morning. So. Okay, okay, okay. I'd also encourage anybody that has any updates with regards to receding water yeah. or not to get in touch also, right? And there's still, absolutely, there's still a lot of cars stuck, abandoned Where? vehicles, cars stuck. We got quite a lot of those reports this morning. Sure, they're not going to start an awful of them up to their roofs and water. This is the problem. So, like, this is just this huge clean-up operation now that, that spans so many different areas. And those vehicles obviously need to be removed before the road can be made safe for other motorists. So, yeah. it, you'll probably see a lot of that around Cork today. A lot of cars still stuck, yeah. still stationary, which people just had to abandon. I mean, I saw a car yesterday, well, quite a few cars in Middleton yesterday... The roof was the only thing showing. Mm. They ain't going nowhere without the water. a mechanic taking a good look at them. Yeah, yeah. So that would be one issue. And the other, of course, would be debris on the road. Debris. Stuff that have been swept yeah. onto the road. Debris. Okay. And also another issue is, I mean, I found this driving in. I drove in, obviously, from Cove. So I was on the photo road this morning at quarter past five, ten past five. The problem that you've got is there's a lot of water on both sides of the road, which really means that the only safe is the middle. place is the middle. And, of course, you've got a safety concern there with cars coming. Coming from both directions. Okay, okay, but thankfully you're not yeah. reporting any issues with the guy. And also, just quickly, Neil, a really good thing because I found this this morning. There was only three cars of us. There was only three cars on the photo road. The person in front was indicating to let us know behind when we needed to move away from the side of the road. Isn't roads. that very helpful? Isn't that so helpful? Yeah, a yeah. tiny thing like that can make such makes a difference, difference to people. Okay, busy morning this morning. Yeah, thanks, Vic. Appreciate you dropping in. No Victoria Nichols with Casey in the morning. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six if you've got anything to. Report port after the past 36 or so hours. Of course we were talking about, area, and I mean I don't mean to be selective of areas or leaving anything out, but Glanmire, Middleton, Whitegate, Castlemartyr, Killa, Mogili, Yall, Rathcormac, Carrigaline, Crosshaven, Blackpool. Um, do you remember the chap I had on the air yesterday morning out in the Commons Road area of Blackpool and he was very distraught that not for the first time the downstairs of his house was about to be destroyed again. Sadly, I have to tell you, it was. Um, and he's just too upset and devastated even to come on the air this morning. It's awfully, awfully sad. Hammered again uh, and everything destroyed, certainly on the lower level, not to mention the state of the gardens and everything else like that. But back to the phone lines. Claire, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, um, you want to pick up on Glanmire, is it from yesterday? Tell us your story. No, it's it's Rakormuk. I'm yeah. from Rakormuk. Yeah, but you were trying to get home, was it? Or your daughter oh, yeah, was trying to get I, home to Glanmire? No, I worked in Glanmire Community College yeah. and I got a phone call from my children and my husband to say that we were in trouble down in Rakormuk. So that was at about half nine. So by half ten, they rang me again and said, Ma'am, you need to come home. So it took me an hour and a half to go from Glanmire to Rakormuk. Every road I took, I was I was turned back, and in the end, I just went down a road, and there was this amazing man. I, I didn't get his name. He said, "Look, keep going." He said, "It's not too bad, but go right at this at the end of this road, and you'll get out onto the onto another road," which I did, and I can only thank him because I wouldn't have got home to my house or to my family because our house was ruined again. <sighs> 
Again? Again, 2011, June 2011, we had the same problem and I was promised back in that it would never happen again. And here we are as a community down the, the main street of Rockormock. A lot of people are in trouble this morning trying to sort out their house. Well, would you describe to us what you saw when you went in the front door? Well, I can tell you straight out now, like, last Wednesday, not yesterday, last Wednesday week, we got nearly flooded here again. And some of the houses up the village, well, everyone in the community were trying to keep it out of the houses because the bypass said to us, or we were told that the bypass had heavy water, so they had two tanks or something on the bypass, and they left them off, and it came down onto the Cormac and nearly flooded all the houses here. Now, this time it wasn't that... We have a fierce problem with water coming down the main street, coming down from a road to our right. Um, it's called Quarter Lane. Like they got destroyed up there as well. And it's coming yeah. down straight down into our house. Yeah, a lot of the video footage that I saw yesterday was um, very fast-moving water, really very, yeah. very fast, dangerously fast-moving water, uh, down through housing estates and down through the main streets and streets off of uh, little towns and villages all over. But your your downstairs was destroyed. Uh, flooring gone, skirting gone, doors off the hinges, um, you know, bottom, up, right up to the bottom of the stairs, everything in the lower level. Everything, everything in the lower level is gone. We're, we're in here this morning now, we're just looking, what do we do? Now I'm waiting for my insurance company to come tomorrow, but like, the OPW have a scheme in plan for McCormick and has kept putting it off, and now we have heard they won't do it until 2030. Like the OPW need to come down and see what's happening in people's houses. They're up in their offices, but they're not coming down. They're not talking to us. Now, I can't give out to my county councils around here. They were great. Our community is just an amazing community. The help we got yesterday was just amazing. But, like, we are here this morning, sitting here as a family. We don't know where to go. And tell me, will, 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 everything be, will, will everything be... You, you, you didn't even stay at home last night? I couldn't. The smell is absolutely... Where did you go? In the house. We went to relatives. We okay. were, I shifted. There's five of us here, and we went to five different houses. And were there mother, many of your neighbours in a similar situation? The next door neighbours were in the similar situation. There's a, um, three houses behind us in the same similar okay. situation. Will but, you have any issue with your insurance company? Because you've probably I claimed don't know before. Tomorrow. I don't know until tomorrow. They're coming down to me tomorrow. I don't know. Now, I'm supposed to be um, projected for mortar, so I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're supposed to be protected from it. But did your premium increase because yeah. of the last time? Yeah. yeah. Doubled, yeah. did it? It doubled and it'll go up again. I guarantee it'll go up again this time around when I'm due next in February. I know it'll double again. You might find it harder to even get a quote, do you think? This, but I can't move from this insurance company. There's no other insurance company will touch me. Yeah, I know it. I know the way it is. It's the same in many areas of the city because of the huge amount of claims for subsidence. Uh, Claire, I can hear it in your voice, your upset um, and your annoyance that it's happening to you again. All the downstairs. And had you recently only done the entire house up, yeah? Our whole house was done up in 2011. And what's killing me is like, only for the community, and I can tell you that, like, like I said to the lads, we bought a spang new suite of furniture just back two months ago and only for the community I would have lost that and I thought, you know, like, I've lost everything else, only that. I know. I my know. tables, my chairs, everything are gone. Would you mind if I just chat to Ashling and wish you well for now, Claire? Do stay in touch. Thank you. And that, of course, from Rath Cormac. Ashling, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I saw video footage yesterday from uh, Copper Valley in Glanmire um, and where you might think that water should be flowing into the house... In many cases, it's actually flowing through the houses. 
It's insane yeah, the amount of water. And then and then you had loads and loads of sandbags that made absolutely no oh my god, look at the depth of the water. Is that your house? Yeah. I'm looking at it. Describe yeah. it yesterday. Um I'll start at the start of the day for you. Like um yesterday started out as a normal day. Like if we thought for one second otherwise we would have never sent the children to school. So, like last night, there was children in our estate that went to school and never got to come home. Um, we were terrified again last night that we were going to get flooded again on high tide. Um, like, I'm all for humanitarian aid for other countries, but now we need to look a little bit closer to home. Like, the lack of preparation, they knew the water was at critical and dangerous levels. Um, um, rivers, we were, we rivers were, tipped over um, at a very powerful rate. Of course, added to the like rainfall. We were actually, yeah. we were actually lucky that the children were in school because we could have faced a, tra- a child tragedy with the level of water. It was higher than a child. Yeah, but I saw, I saw video footage of kids wading home down streets, amongst them Glanmire, up to their waist yeah. in water, and others in higher water on adults' shoulders and being carried in their arms. Yeah, it was only lucky there wasn't a tragedy. It was unbelievable. Have you insurance? Have you insurance? No. We have no insurance now. Um, Was damage done to the... the, the Downstairs destroyed? Yeah, a lot worse than the last time now as well. The last time um, there was maybe seven or eight houses destroyed. This time it's after hitting 20 houses in here. And is it that you don't have insurance so, or you don't have flood insurance so you can't get it? We don't have flood. We can't get flood insurance. Why? Because, because we've already claimed the last time. So our house is insured, but not for flood. <laughs> for fire, I suppose, we would have been covered. So whatever damage, you're going to have to dig deep to repair and put right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, we're only just beginning to assess the damage now. It's like the aftermath of a horror movie, but it's real for us. It's very real because it's our second time. Like in seven years, there there was nothing done. Trees were cut down last year, knowing that the flood relief wouldn't get to wouldn't get to our area for two to three years and it just left us wide open with nothing but a see through railing to protect us. Like, by the time sandbags reached us, it was too late. We were already flooded. Um, There was a a yellow... uh, Sorry, there was an orange uh, weather alert warning yesterday. Do you know know what that means? Do you know the difference between yellow, orange and red? Yeah, well, each one is more serious. And it could... Like, red wouldn't have been enough for it yesterday. Yeah, but it was in the middle. We were... It was in the middle, but yesterday morning, when the kids left for school at half eight, everything looked perfect. Like, by the difference between half eight and quarter past nine was just, you wouldn't believe it. I was at home myself, I was ringing neighbours, they were still on the way trying to get back from the school, and I was saying... I think things are looking dodgy over here and people were laughing at me going no it was a, a pool on the road but it in the, in the space of a half an hour it all changed but a, a status orange weather warning in the 24 hour period is up to 3 inches of rain right 
or or, okay. or would you let, let's say three inches of of kind of like surface water? Sure, like it was it was there was meters of it. Like if you look at Middleton, there was yeah, it, it, yeah. it was it was four and five feet deep. Well, it was up over our windows. Yeah, it but, was. We were walking inside the house up over our knees. Um, you see, if if they say if they say there's going to be up to three inches of rain, that really doesn't tell the whole story and the impact that it has on rivers at high tide. You see, yeah, you know what I mean. And and also on high ground, where you've an awful lot of rainfall, it flows down. So an awful lot of towns and villages are hammered by w- literally water and rain coming from the mountains down on top of them. Well, at this stage, it's just devastating. Like, we can't wait another two or three years for flood relief. Like, we need help immediately. Like, my daughter and a neighbour couldn't even get their junior search results yesterday. Like, what was meant to be a happy occasion was robbed from her now again. Like, the last time we were put out of our homes at Christmas and we just got back in before her communion, that was five months later. Like, it's not fair to be expected to live like this. Yeah, and for it every time to happen, for you to have to pick up because you can't get flood insurance, the cost of putting it right, you must be absolutely heartbroken and worn out from that. Well, I I, I haven't slept in two days now. Every time it rains, we don't sleep. We're looking out, waiting for, you know, you still don't. You, we were still told this was a once in a hundred years freak thing that happened the last time this is only seven years later and yeah, they're worse off yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot worse off we have no flood cover we're looking around at devastation saying what are we going to salvage like I'm on the moms of Glamire they're saying can someone please drop me over like some kind of a hoover or something to suck the water out of the carpets now have you a business is- there the carpets are destroyed have I- you a business there as well yeah I do um, I have a beauty salon and yeah that's not flooded but you just can't get out to it at the minute yeah I know I know you have um, to wade out to it has the water receded so, in Glanmire now? I I actually don't know what's happening in the real world outside of my own house right now so right. I really couldn't tell you okay, okay. Um, yeah I'm only looking at what's in front of me here and just trying to figure out what we're going to do next like we, we were in the house last night um, we're up there in beds like with sure, every towel every duvet cover everything we had in the house was put down to, to soak up anything coming in we're like I don't know what yeah. I don't know what the answer is but I know that we need help we need that flood relief plan to get moved up and something needs to be done quicker than two or three years. All right, I'll let you get on with it, Ashling. I can hear your your torment and your upset. Thanks for taking the call. Um, just staying with Glanmire, actually, Sarsfield's uh, hurling club posted on social media last night. Um, Sarah McCarthy shared it with me in fairness. She says, we'll be forever proud of our senior team on Sunday. And today, Sars Hurling Club experienced heroism in the form of our pitch committee and volunteers. Although we wanted to ensure we could limit the damage to the clubhouse, we made the decision to open the two large gates behind the bar area and at the end of the pitch. Uh, as a result, our main pitch essentially became a floodplain in order to relieve the flooding to the immediate Riverstown area, Orchard Manor and surrounding businesses and homes. Uh, we won a county, lost a pitch, 
but hopefully saved a part of the Glanmire community. Isn't that an absolutely wonderful thing to do? Text 0868104106 back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106 Red FM. Now honing back in on Middleton, um, the businesses downtown in Middleton have been absolutely devastated uh, and I see many of them posting with regards to the state of their businesses and particularly their ground floors and imagine that not everybody will be able to open anytime soon. Some Somebody else has sent me a video from the Killer area. This is an incredible clip. It's only about 20 seconds long, but it shows a car that literally has fallen into, uh, hopefully nobody was hurt, or driven into a massive big hole that's been created by torrential water that's running under the road that forced the road to collapse. And, and, and literally, you're looking at at least half of the car down in the hole with the two wheels sticking up outside of it as torrential water runs beneath it. I hope there was nobody injured in that. Um, and uh, it's just some more of the shocking video footage that uh, we've been sent. And everybody, if you're on social media, you've seen it. It was the worst you could ever imagine. And you have to wonder whether our current... I mean, why were the schools... Why did people go to school yesterday? Were we? Was everybody caught, including those that were calling it, totally on the hop with regards to the amount of water, uh, the tide, the rainfall, and issues like that? But yet... Um, while nobody was injured, it could have been very, very different. Um, but schools opened uh, by and large yesterday. So there's a weather warning system. And you've got to wonder whether there should be more targeted forecasting. Um, do people have warning fatigue now? Because everything gets a name. And we laugh and joke about the names of storms and winds and stuff like that. But by and large, then, we have so much of that. People just get fatigued by it. Um, you know, naming weather. I think we need a little bit more plain English spoken when it comes to the weather. Uh, But anyway, uh, Seamus is down around Middleton this morning. I will be chatting with him, but he was chatting this morning with Mark Sinclair. He's the station officer at Middleton Fire Station. He was speaking to Seamus this morning about the... Well, he was speaking this morning and in the aftermath, I suppose, if you like, of yesterday's devastating flooding and the consequences of it. Have a listen to this. The whole town, I suppose, was under between eight and three feet of water. Depending on what part of the town we were at, down here where we were standing now was roughly about eight feet. The top of the town up by soup the value there. Um, three to four feet and that's the highest point. So the whole town was totally submerged. Um, the water started going into the hospital. It, it's built on caves as well and the water now where the water caves were full. Um, so we got assistance from Cox City and the Civil Defence with boats because we don't have boats. Um, now by the time they came, we had Fomoy and Mitchstown Cove. You all for a big uh, civil defence, local coast guard, they were all in to help and um, we got the, the patients up to the back of the hospital uh, upstairs. But uh, I think they're all being taken out of the hospital today. And were there many patients affected? Um, there's 32 of them in total there. So, um, yeah, there's poor devastation. And you know yourself, there's, there's a hundred businesses in the main street and this town is so lucky that every one of the businesses premises were full with a business. None of them insurance. They can't get it. What's this town going to be like in two or three weeks? Are they going to walk naked? Yeah, that's the question because 2015, the floods, was this comparable? Oh, this was worse. 2015, the, the, it, there was water down this side of the town. It was obvious that but up where we were there were going to go by AIB Bank. Super value, the water stopped the door the last time. So I was talking to John Hurley last night and then overnight I think about it was high tide hitting high tide about 8 o'clock last night and 
I don't know whether it's uh, an urban myth or not, but the, the river had dropped about an inch in that hour. Yeah, you see, where we're standing, you see the tides in Malaysia, it's tide lopper shells here on the Bayou of Falls Runner But yesterday morning when the tide came in, the water had nowhere to go, and that's why the river burst its banks. Usually it takes it, we just had high tides at the wrong time that everything was taught, you know, from the uh, submerged. And also, too, the, the, the land is saturated, so the rain had to go somewhere. Correct. Um, people were asking me how was it happening. So, all the rain we had here last week, the, the, the land was totally totally saturated. The water could be so flowed into the river. And I, I think I heard in the, the weather or something last night that they said it was three inches of rain fell, I think, or something in the space of an hour. I, we must have got 100 calls for assistance yesterday, so I, I'm waiting to get the stats back from uh, our control to see how many calls we did get. Um, we finished last night at half one. The lads got a few hours sleep. Uh, and we're not actually out doing anything particular this morning. Just out to help people. And, and monitor the situation yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. So we're, I was just talking to the guard down over the years. We're, we're happy enough to open the main street now to these traffic get through. Yes, we're coming in to rush our traffic now. So that's what we're doing now, trying to, to open traffic, open roads to let traffic through and stuff. Um, yeah, so credit to all the emergency services that helped us yesterday. And the public, there was a lot of people volunteered and came and helped the, the Coast Guard, Civil Defence, Cork City Fire Brigade, uh, all of Cork County Fire Brigade, uh, the guards, the ambulance, it was just phenomenal. I never see people come in droves. All right, OK, that's apologies for the quality of that audio, my apologies. That's Mark Sinclair, uh, at least parts of it, the station officer at Middleton this morning after the aftermath and we'll be returning down there. I was telling you the story um, with uh, move back from Middleton to Glanmire, if, if, you, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm hearing, I was chatting with Kira Evans this morning and she was telling me that uh, there are still some issues regarding uh, surface water and what have you, and roads are still closed. She says Marwood to Sars is still closed. Monkey Maze to Riverstown Cross is closed. She says Glanmire Village going to Dunkettle is closed. The new line is passable, but it's dangerous in spots with flooding still remaining in, in parts. And it's led, of course, to long tailbacks because everybody's using Barnavara now at this stage uh, to come and go particularly if they're heading to and from uh, the city. Um, but um, I was telling you also of uh, SARS Hurling Club. Uh, they may have won the county at the weekend but they didn't get much time to celebrate much of that. It was a beautiful thing. They went up to Teddy's grave with the cups. I was telling you about that on Monday. Uh, but they made a call yesterday um, to try and help uh, the local community as things were getting worse and worse. And by opening their gates then uh, they uh, literally, they literally took one for the town, if you like, or took one for the village, because water. I'm reading from the Examiner this morning. Water was started to come in um, into the club's grounds in Riverstown yesterday morning. It, it struck me. It struck me actually yesterday that a lot of areas got hot, got hit much later than we expected they would do. There was a time yesterday morning when we were thinking, okay, it's it, it's been very bad. It will continue to be dodgy, but perhaps we're over the, the, the worst. And then the reports started to come in from your White Gates and your Yalls and your Middletons and Castle Martyrs and Killers and things like that. Um, but what they did then was they opened uh, the gates. Uh, and according to uh, Keith Mulcahy, the chairman of STARS, they said, we had to open the gates to relieve the water pressure because the houses across the road from us were getting flooded. We had no choice. So we opened the gates. As a consequence to that, the club buildings, including the gym, uh, the offices, the cellars, they were under uh, at least two feet of water and perhaps more. And the main pitch, uh, which has sewage and broken glass spread all over it, has been ruined, according to them. But they did it um, to benefit 
the local community. So I thought that was a wonderful thing to do. Um, there are still issues regarding many roads, uh, and the latest few updates that I can give you is um, out around the Lee Road is now back open to traffic. Care is needed on the road from Kinsale to halfway due to spot flooding. Um, Centre Park Road is partially reopened. Uh, again, I think the advice is, um, you know, if, if the journey isn't absolutely necessary, hang tough for a while. Uh, but the Centre Park Road is partially open. The main road remains closed from Fords Road to the marina. And you have many crews still out on site all over. And, and hats off to county council workers, city council workers, uh, and all of the different fire crews and civil defence that were out and about. Uh, cleansing crews are on site. The Monaghan Road is still flooded. That remains closed. You're still seeing spot flooding on Rossa Avenue in Bishopstown. And as Vicky was telling me this morning, what you're going to notice now, and you're going to wonder, why is that car there? It's an abandoned vehicle. And you're going to see more of those around. Um, just from the point of view of over along the N25 at Castle Martyr, that's still impassable, a play, apparently, and there are still diversions in place there. But as a consequence to this, what kind of help, I'm wondering? And I think I saw something this morning from Pascal Donoghue commenting somewhere about perhaps help for people. Um, let me talk to Pat Buckley, TD for Sinn Féin and East Cork and it's his constituency General East Cork had absolutely hammered, hammered Pat good morning good morning Neil thanks for having me on um, what, what's the, like, hearing an awful lot from people who don't have flood insurance what's the deal there yeah because um, when we had floods back in um, 2016 a lot of people would not get uh, reinsured yeah, and I've been so, hearing from yeah, them saying that y- yet again they have to pick up the tab for it themselves. Is there any yeah, help absolutely. being discussed? Well, do you know what? That's the reason I'm still here. There's no point going down. No. I'll tell you what, Pat, that, that's a shocking phone line, and as soon as it's cleaned up, I'll come back to you. It may well be the other side of 10, but it's better to be able to understand what you're saying because it's important. Back after these. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. I'll come back to calls after 10 o'clock. I know I've been acknowledging all those that helped yesterday, and a lot of it was at a community level as well. Neighbours helping neighbours. I think I did mention that the army were out and about yesterday getting involved as best they could and making a huge difference. So let me just remind you of that again. Army were out also yesterday. Yes, I did see in the examiner this morning the public expenditure minister, Pascal Donoghue, saying that funding is available after parts of Cork experience a month's rainfall in a day. So at least there's some optimism there. But God knows how long will it take to get it? Will there be an awful lot of bureaucracy and admin and paperwork involved in it? Many places need it. Many businesses and local homes. A lot of texts this morning. Mogili also got flooded in a brand new housing estate. The issue, Neil, is that we are building far too many houses without the proper drainage systems. We're lucky that our house was okay, but many houses around us weren't so lucky. Uh, the electrical recycling centre of the Kinsale Road is closed frequently due to lack of staff. Our recent flooding is also due to our council having no staff to clear shores, gullies and watercourses. Of course, building houses on floodplains was pure dumb and dumber. Um, It was fantastic to hear the government saying it'll make funding available for flooded properties. Neil, who's going to manage the money? I presume they'll hand it over to charities like before where people will have to go cap in hand for money. It would be interesting to find out what people got it in 2015 just to see how the system will work this time, if it will work at all. Or indeed, were people who genuinely needed funding last time refused it? I'm gutted for the people in Middleton. Another text here. What has happened was unimaginable. And I was there last Saturday walking through the streets, shopping, having coffee. 
A lot of shops had their Christmas stock on display. It's also very sad. Morning, I was coming from the Glanmire area yesterday with a nine-month-old in the car. There was debris and flooding all over the road, so I was taking my time. A fella in a big black car behind me kept blowing the horn and flashing the lights because I was driving slowly and with care like everybody else. He overtook me and I got such a fright. The oncoming cars were flashing and beeping the horns at him. An elderly man stopped and asked if I was okay as the child was screaming in my car. I want to highlight that people need to take care driving and take it slowly. Everyone is trying their best and certainly yesterday to stay safe. You're very calm about that. I mean, I would just call him one word, bully. That's all he is, is a bully. Well, a huge well done to Keith Mulcahy and the team at SARS GAA. I'll talk to Keith after 10. They won the county but sacrificed their grounds to help the people of Glanmire. The pitch has probably gone for months, but the community is at the heart of everything. Can't say any more than that. A wonderful thing. To keep those texts coming, text 0868104106 and we'll pick it up after 10. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. I was surprised that the schools opened and didn't decide to close. Roads were so dangerous. I did see Kalosh Devura in Crosshaven cleverly sending out a message saying that they were closed uh, until at least midday. Uh, we got a text as well um, saying that they were closed for the day. Somebody using their heads and applying common sense would have made all the difference for yesterday. Uh, court in in Middleton, with people given out about everyone not being there. Surely the money-hungry solicitors and judges were putting people's lives in danger. Um, well, I don't know, I wasn't there, but I know of the consequences for Middleton yesterday. And, you know, a court appearance wouldn't have been top of people's list, I suppose. Um, this is what happens when there are weather warnings almost every other day, Neil. People stop listening. They don't take them seriously. It's like the boy who cried wolf. The more they warn you and then nothing really happens then when it's necessary to warn people, people just don't listen. I've never seen it so bad, says Declan in Carrigaline. Uh, so there's that and many, many more texts like it. So keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Seamus has been down in Middleton since early morning this morning. He's been talking to uh, Callie uh, and Gordon at a women's clothes shop down there. He's talking to Bertelli Menswear. He was in Mur- Murphy's Butcher Shop. He was talking to Eleanor Nagel, the Lollipop Kids shoes owner. So the businesses of Middleton are starting to pick themselves up now. It'll be a long road back after yesterday's devastating floods. And as the dawn broke... Uh, the business owners and locals were rowing in, some of them quite literally yesterday, rowing in to help each other as the big clean-up now starts in earnest. So, as I say, Seamus was down there uh, since early morning. Mind yourselves now. And I always thought there was an early warning system. Yeah, uh, from 2015. Um, supposed to be. But, like, is this comparable to 2015? Yeah, it flooded uh, the chemist 2015. Not quite to hear. But this was, like, what they call in America a flash flood. Unbelievable. Because I was talking to Seamus Cunningham yesterday at about half ten just to gauge what it was like on the on the main street because we heard the flooding coming in from around Saline and other areas. He said, it's fine, the roads are fine, we're just a small bit of water bubbling up the end of the street. Yeah, no. It's when it got here, it was bubbling up the toilet, it was pouring in the back into the yard. And I tried to seal it. I came in this morning, you can see it's a fairly heavy table. 
turned upside down, all the floor is floated up. A lot of the clothes we tried yesterday to tidy them up. Um, the, one of the ladies who works in here had to take her down the road where Jaddix is to keep her safe. And I was up to my waist in water. I'm six foot three. And like, years. how much stock? I know you're only just in this morning, but how much stock is destroyed here? I'd say all of us, really. Um, it's, it's the smell. I don't know if you can smell. I don't smoke or drink, so smell is acute. Yeah. Um, so, whatever it is. Will you rally? Will you come back? Like, what? I don't know. Seamus, you know you've never seen anything as bad as this. Worse than 2015? Oh, no comparison. Way, ten times worse. Ten times worse. I thought there was supposed to be an early warning system here in Middleton. No, for Moy is perfect. For Moy, they might pull up their barriers, their barriers worked, they got nothing. I'm angry. I went up to the UDC two weeks ago and I talked to you-know-who up there and I said, we're not going to survive. It's happening too often. And we'd had an episode the previous week, on the, on the Friday, Fair juice to him. He came in to me on the Monday morning and he told me two weeks later, he said, we're going, we're going to go in there with the camera and see if there's something blocked. There must be something blocked. Now, again, what happened yesterday was a different scenario. It was two rivers that just... So that really isn't the... You know, it was going to flood. But where are they putting their money? Where are they putting their, en- their engineers working? Yeah. What are they doing? The flooding in this area. Bicycle lanes out the Baelic Road. That's yes, where the money's that's going. That's what I'm saying. That's where the money's yeah. not supposed to be going. These are people's land. We're not insured. And what about the flood relief system for, for Middleton? Wait, but I mean, I'm saying this since 2015 when they told us about it and when we went up to the hotel probably in 2020 to look at all the plans. They're lovely. But at the time we were saying... What do we do if it happens between now and 2025? And look, it's happened now between 20 and... But, like, it's happened four times since 2015. Hasn't it? There was some sort yeah, of a I flood. It come in the door. Yeah. I've had water right to the, to the edge. And how high did it get here yesterday? Okay, I just make out, look. So it's up, up here. So it's about three, four feet, is it? Oh, yeah. So literally... Look, it's gone up to it's, it's up to here. There's another. So it's it's the the mud. It's the mud. How can you come back from this now? I have to get financial aid. I can I did ring suppliers last night saying, guys, do I just dump this stock and will you give me stock at a reduced rate? And they, they've all gone off kind of thing and said we'll get back to Shay. We've never had that request before, but I, I did put that request out because right now, Seamus, and I and I hope the likes of you will help me if I have to say, lads. Middleton, come in and take something and give me some money for it. Because I literally... Yeah. What else do I do? Well, it, it's a good advert now to shop local and oh, don't go online. Before? Uh, no, it's about, it's uh, two feet higher than the previous one, which was... What, 2015? 2015, yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. much worse than that, yeah. But I thought there was supposed to be an early warning system. There's supposedly like a good plan in place supposedly for this like but it's absolutely but yeah, no, 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 and it's a flood relief scheme as well for Middleton oh god love yeah. us yeah but the, the early warning made no difference anyway because it, uh, it came up so quickly and it came up so high I don't think anybody could have like it came up probably two metres I'd say in an hour yeah yeah. because my mother was number four there like it came up to my waist when I was pulling her out it was like and that got deeper as he went down to the back of the town like it was crazy yeah I was told this morning it was eight feet at one end and three at the other I believe it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My window screen yesterday is full there. 
And you're living here all your life, yeah? Yeah, just up to the top of your car. 30 years, yeah. Because, yeah, just up to the top of the car. And you've never seen it that bad before? No. Even my window, you see the window there now. The, the window's still inside. This is covered with mud. Yeah. So it's like up to, up to my waist. And did you get flooded in 2015? I did about nine inches, eight, nine inches. So you wouldn't worry about it now, would you? Not by now. How bad did it get here yesterday, Michelle? Up to yeah. Up to your waist, and you're what, five, five, uh, six? <laughs> so uh, we have no power, so uh, I won't be at the market Saturday. But it came on all of a sudden, didn't it? Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, within 15 minutes, there was nothing, and all of a sudden, because the, the banks burst, and it just—that was it. And, and we, we put the floodgate up, and with Henry, we were with, on the other side, we were with balls, and we were shifting water back in the street. And then, all of a sudden, we realized that the water was nearly at the top of the floodgate, and we thought, we better stop, because... And then it came up above the floodgate, and we just retreated up the stairs. Have one look. Oh, see, Michelle. Michelle, you stop there, look. Thanks, Elena. I put on my stack off and put them up on high shelves. The high shelves are off the volume. It's so destroyed. Look, I can wait. Look in the window. Look. Oh, could you come back from that? Absolutely. And they have the treat to be put in these cycle lanes. Look at Clamel. Look at Mano. Look at Fermoy. The flood barriers. They have nothing here. It's a disgrace. And I thought there was supposed to be an early warning system here. Early warning, no. I, kept, I moved my car yesterday at ten past one to go up the top of the town. And by the time my shop was dry, by the time I went up and moved my car, which is ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes max, my shop was underwater. I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't. Look at the un- those units are heavy. How could you? I couldn't even lift them and then just got yeah. down. And that's where I have no stock to open again if they even want to. So no lollipop kids? No. At the moment, I can't see it going forward, but we'll have to wait and see. Were you in 2015 as well? I was, and 17, and 19. 15 years open, and four years flooded. Desperate. Would you let them like? And would you be able to get a blood insurance now? No, no, no insurance. None whatsoever. Will you take your ring, take your money? I came down to go to the bank and I was parked up at on store and I ran up to the AIB and came down here to get something for dinner and by the time I got back to my car the water was up to the door like I, I, it was unreal. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I had to wade through the water to get to the car. Is it comparable to 2015? It was more the end of the town the last time, whereas, like, I came to my brother, when runs this with my dad, and um, I came down to town to get everything off the floor because we got an email from the Traders Association to say that they thought the main street was going to flood. And Brian looked at me and he said, No, here, we're going to kind of going to flood here. And within a half an hour, I'd say, there was water. Yeah, there. a lot of people, that's Seamus's report from just about an hour ago as businesses react to the devastation of their businesses and indeed their stock. You hear an awful lot of anger there about the flood relief scheme and comparing areas in North Cork that uh, had systems put in place. Many people angry about 
the ever-increasing amount of money spent on things like bicycle lanes, many of them without insurance and certainly without flood insurance. Um, Seamus joins me by the phone, actually. I think he may have moved now uh, closer to perhaps Middleton Community Hospital because that was making the news as well, where patients had to be moved yesterday. Seamus, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, um, just, yes. just on the point there with regards to hospital, um, this, these, there are two residential settings in Middleton, aren't they? Both were flooded. They, they, they were like I went down to, to Middleton Hospital to, to see what was uh, happening down there. There's 32 patients that had to be uh, moved from the uh, from one of the, the wards uh, for further back. Uh, for the back to, uh, to the hospital um, now they are going to be relocated today, the ambulances are using um, the fire station in Middleton as, as a hub so they're going to be um, sent to different areas uh, this afternoon but like it's utter devastation here on the um, the main street in Middleton, they've never seen the lights of it um, 2015 was bad uh, but yesterday was 10 times worse it's a flash flood that came within 15 minutes. So I don't think any early warning system could have uh, given them enough warning yeah. to yeah. get their stock cleared. Like the, I was just up in Super Value there, Hurley Super Value. Um, they're just at the beginning of the Mill Road and the, all the stock has to be thrown out. The place is devastated. The and entire Super it, Value stock, gone, dumped, to be dumped. Gone, yeah. dumped. Um, like I was talking to the owner uh, he said look nobody's died uh, we're resilient we will bounce back um, but we, we might be closed for a few days and that's the kind of community spirit that they have here in uh, Middleton yeah. because I came in uh, from home uh, this morning at about 7 o'clock and they were all working away clearing clearing up all the debris, uh, taking all the, the stock off the shelves, the damaged stock. Yeah. And, it's not and so much water, it's, it's mud, isn't it? I mean, the, you're looking at it the Onakura, and correct me if I'm wrong, you got, I think there's two rivers, isn't there? There's the Roxborough as well. Either, either one or both burst their banks, and this is the consequence of the water moving so quick within that 15-minute period, right? Exactly. Yes, there, the um, Middleton is is serviced by uh, by two rivers, the uh, the Roxburgh and and the Onakura, and both of those burst their banks yesterday at about uh, eleven o'clock, and it just flooded the whole town. So, if there were flood barriers to... along there, um, that would not have happened. I don't know, Neil. To be honest, because the the, the extent of of the uh, the water, like you're 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 talking about eight feet in one end of the town and three feet at the other end of the town. And in 2015, when it flooded, the floods only came up. Half, well, I say only, but I I know it was devastating. Uh, but it came up halfway up the main street. Yeah. It didn't cover the entire main street. Hurley Super Value didn't get uh, didn't get as bad as 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 they did yesterday. But everything um, got submerged this time round. Everything got submerged this time around. I was talking to a lady on Thomas Street earlier today. Um, the water just flowed in through the letterbox and 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 in through the side of the side of the door. And um, what did like, she do? She I mean, that that's that is actually quite frightening for somebody in their home. Yeah, and she's elderly. She just retreated upstairs with the cat and stayed last night in the house with the cat. She said she wouldn't. She wouldn't abandon the cat. She slept upstairs last night, 
Um, now, Michelle, who was on that uh, that box that I did, they had um, flood barrier. They had a, a flood gate, um, but like that was a two foot flood gate, and they were putting it in, and the water was still coming up over. And like she's living upstairs in, in an apartment, and uh, it was kind of the first six steps of the uh, up to the uh, to the first floor were flooded. There has it receded now. It has, but like the um, half one this morning, the uh, the fire service and uh, and all the other emergency services were working tirelessly. And like I was talking to a guy last evening about seven o'clock. Remember now, high tide was due at eight o'clock, and part of that river, uh, the the Roxborough, is I think it's the Roxborough or the Onocarrow. One of those is tidal. So as the tide was rising the river level was dropping. It dropped about an inch in the space of an hour. So they kept pumping all night and they, um, at half one, they decided to call it quits and they were go home, get some sleep for a few hours and back in this morning, bang on around half five, six o'clock. And when I was coming in at seven, they were opening the the main road to... uh, to let, to let traffic flow because it was coming into the busy time. A lot of the schools, they remained closed till about 11 o'clock this morning. And, um, like, I just took a photograph there, I sent it on to you, of the, um, of the river. And it's looking fairly angry uh, today. And it, it, it's that high flow. So, like, any more rain, I'd, I'd say we'll be looking at more, more floods. Texas, but, uh, yeah, it, it, well, you're not expecting any more at this stage. I mean, weather has no, completely changed now. No, but there were a few few light showers there earlier. Okay, there's but, uh, one text came in from a Middleton business owner. says, you need to actually see it to experience it, just like Seamus is doing. Um, a national disaster should be declared for Middleton. It looks like a swamp. The cobblestones were lifted. There is mud everywhere, inside and outside. No comparison to 2015. A fairly strong yeah, words uh, to call it a, a national disaster, a regional disaster. Well, well it, it is for the businesses and the families that are living in Middleton. Like there's a hundred businesses on Main Street and none of those, I um, would, well, quite a lot of them, I would assume, don't have flood insurance because of the last time. So there'll be a lot so, of people making phone calls now regarding their house insurance, their business insurance, and indeed their car insurance, because many cars yeah. got totally trashed with water. Well, they did. Like, there, there is uh, the photograph there that uh, I sent you last evening of a car. Uh, well, you can just see the, the roof of the car. It's uh, near on store. Um, there were basically the uh, manholes lifted and... Uh, all the water uh, came flowing in and it actually destroyed that, that person's car. It was The manholes damaged it and the water destroyed it. So, like, she's not going to come back from that. Okay, you and know? I know and we are, I know you're in Middleton, but there was also an awful lot of issues in Glanmire, Whitegate, Castle Martyr, Killa, Yall, Rathcormac, Carrigaline, Crosshaven. We were talking on the air when you were here with people from Blackpool and the Commons Road that got very badly hammered and I'm probably forgetting some other areas that were also badly impacted, yeah? Saline, like, Saline got badly impacted because, like, I, when Saline started flooding yesterday, I, I rang Seamus Cunningham in, in, um, Wallace's bar just to gauge to see what it was like in the main street and he just said, oh, it's just a bit of water bubbling up the end of main street and then at about 20 minutes later, 
the whole thing just yeah. was 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 underwater, okay. and like you can walk from Tool to uh, Yall underground because it's karst uh, landscape. There's a lot of lot of tunnels, uh, caves there. Like you'd often up on the rocky road, you'd get uh, you you get a sinkhole. Um, there was one opened up there a few years ago. Uh, that uh, would swallow the uh, ha- would swallow a mini car. Mm. The amount of rock that they had to put in there. So I would assume over the last few weeks, the rain that was falling, all those caves were filling up, and that water had to go somewhere. And and that's where it went yesterday. Okay, I will let you get on with it. Uh, come back to us when you have updates, as the fella says. But appreciate it for now. But um, the yeah. tea shock is actually due in Middleton here at half twelve to uh, do a walkabout. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll get a few words from him and 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 see what they can do as a government because like the people here in Middleton they're waiting since 2015 and before for the uh, Middleton flood relief scheme and um, there's a lot of anger there that the money's been invested in bicycle lanes That's what I heard in the audio Yeah, stop at the bicycle lanes, help the businesses uh, protect them from this ever happening again but we sound like a scratch record when we say that Thanks Seamus, do stay in touch Uh, I lived in Glanmire for a very long time and have since moved to an area with a large river nearby. We have a large wood that protects us from the water, but I think Glanmire has been decimated by concrete. You commented before, Neil, on the amount of building at, uh, and developments, say up around Ballinglana. The trees and the grass and nature were all removed for that and replaced with concrete. It could well be the reason behind all of this flooding descending upon Glanmire right now. Can I just mention one thing, because I do want to talk to Pat Buckley, the Sinn Féin TD, for the area. The examiner this morning uh, spoke to one of the countries, and I'm quoting, one of the country's leading authorities on climate change, Maynooth University Professor Peter Thorne. He has warned that the likes of Cork, and indeed Waterford, should brace for such events to become more frequent in the future due to climate change. He says this is an example of a compound extreme event, This is a combination of the river flooding, the storm surge from it, the long-term sea levels rising, and that's what's led to major implications for Cork. He says, I have noted repeatedly uh, that it was only a matter of time before that combination hits us. It's inevitable that the probability of these events will increase and it will happen more and more every year in Cork, um, without question. And that's uh, his comment. Uh, take the break and come back to calls, including Pat Buckley. I want to talk to SARS chairman as well after this. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Some of the videos and photos are just uh, insane. They really are hard to believe. You could have terrace houses in Middleton where the rainwater is almost up to the top. Sorry, the water itself, the flood is almost up to the top of the downstairs window or even the lintel of the door. Um, And I also saw some video footage again from a home in Middleton where the water, and this is somebody who's literally wading around in their own house, but part of the video is their kitchen where the water level is half, at least halfway up the side of the cooker and the side of the dishwasher and the tumble dryer. It's, It's just absolutely heartbreaking for people because all of that, like never mind the floors, the electrical equipment, but this is mud. So it's a massive clean-up for every single person's home. And, of course, we're hearing from businesses this morning whose stock has been absolutely destroyed. Um, and it's it's actually very, very sad to hear of stock destroyed because a lot of it would have been brought in for Christmas. And all super value that deal with perishables, all literally having to be dumped. Now, Pat Buckley's line should be better now. Pat, good morning. 
Um, thank you. Thank you for, t- for holding. I know it's been a while. Um, just, just with regards to what happens next, um, Leo Varadkar's due down there around about midday today, so I would expect that he'll make some announcement of help, wouldn't you? Well, I, I'm certainly hoping to, you know, um, I'm, I will be raising it uh, just after leaders questions here today in the Dáil. And I've also got a, a topical issue on it uh, tonight to discuss the actual impact and call for immediate financial aid package for the businesses and the households yeah, in yeah. the Middleton area. Because, I mean, I, uh, I've been up since about quarter past four this morning going through stuff on this and pictures and messaging and stuff. I've spoke to some business owners this morning, one or two volunteers and stuff. And like one of... Uh, the, the people that uh, was been interviewed well ago, like a swamp and a disaster zone is the only way I can describe it. I, I'm living there 54 years, Neil, and I have yeah. never, ever in my life seen it. I've seen it bad. And I mean, even where my office is situated is up very close to the railway line. The water has to rise above one and a half metres to get over that hill. And it was at least three foot running down that road that was heading down towards their super values and down onto the main street. Okay, so something has to be done to protect all of the different areas, including Middleton, going forward, right? So that needs structural work, construction on it. In the short term, though, that financial aid, I imagine that they're getting their ducks in a row and will make some kind of announcement. How would financial aid be managed, though, and and distributed? Through through what channels? Uh, How do you make sure that the people who really need it get it and others don't take advantage of it and don't need it? Absolutely. And I mean, absolutely. This goes down to a local coordination between the municipal council, Cork County Council, the local services, the social welfare officer, if they're still in place, and I mean, look, there's, there's going to be a lot of um, complications in this because you mentioned it earlier on in your programme about insurance. I suspect humanitarian aid will be mentioned, but there is an issue with humanitarian aid. From what I have uh, established is that if you've received it before, that you can't get it again. And but if people, and it's, no, it's not their fault that they can't no, get flood insurance, they can't get cover well, for it. Yeah, and look, I could have rushed down there yesterday, right? And there was very little I could do. I said, I don't want to go back down to the people in Middleton or East Cork without answers. So that's why I wanted to stay here. I need to ask the ministers what the plan is, get it, so at least I can go back down there. Sorry, I've no... Is anybody else hearing that noise? I don't know where that's coming from. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat, I have no idea where that's coming from. Yeah, I think it probably is a bleed-in from video footage of of floodplains or whatever. There has to be a full joint-up approach here with everybody. Sorry, my man, I have no idea. Something... Sounds like it's a studio. It actually sounds like water flowing. Would you believe it? It is, actually. uh, No, I've been constantly said video. It could be bleeding in from WhatsApp videos, perhaps. But anyway. Okay, so that's that's where we're at now. Not just businesses, but many, many homes are destroyed. They don't have insurance. So, and and this, this needs to be, this reaction must be quick. Because people need drying equipment. They need, they need stuff to be able to, um, uh, to, to sit on, food to be able to cook. Electrical equipment, they need to be probably even moved out of their homes. Well, well, that's it. I mean, look, unfortunately, we've learned from uh, past experiences here. Despite the devastation, the community always pulled together. And I I think one of the main priorities, even on the main street in Middleton this morning, is that many of the um, businesses are looking for skips. And I have to say, the last time we we were very badly hit, 
the county councils and the municipal councils did pull together and did provide those very swiftly. Okay. So it's a matter of just trying to get things in place now. But as I said, I, I need to have concrete, I suppose, answers for once I get back into Middleton late tonight. Mm. So at least when I can call out to people, I can assure them that, right, there's an avenue there. We'll get X, Y and Z. But I will be calling on the government to, you know, you know, put an immediate financial package together for businesses okay. and households right, as soon that. as we can because it has to be done. Okay. People are absolutely broken here. Thank you so much for now, Pat. We'll also see what um, um, Leo Varadkar has to say in Middleton round about midday today. But I want to go from Middleton back to uh, Glanmire, which also was devastated. Many of the businesses, and I've seen video footage from... Uh, the main streets there and also people's homes and housing estates. Keith Mulcahy is the chairman of SARS Hurling Club in Glanmire. They had a great weekend picking up the county but then of course um, uh, everything changed for the local village and the local community yesterday when they were devastated by flash flooding and what have you. Keith, good morning. Good morning, Neil. And on that basis at the club um, you you took one for the team or took one from the village. What happened yesterday? Um... Well, yesterday morning I got a phone call at about half past ten from our pitch management team to say that there was a lot of surface water on the field um, and it looked like the river was, was getting kind of, you know, very heavy with water. So we're lucky enough, we have the council actually um, renting offices from us upstairs in our building and the, the roads guys and they went down to have a look at it. And they said, look, um, we're going to have to get some sandbags out though the river doesn't look very, very high. Um, we could be in trouble here, but within a, with a matter of 45 minutes to an hour, really, Neil, the place just was covered in water. Um, pit, the pitch flooded very, very fast, um, obviously, and the river burst the banks. The, the, the top gate that we actually have, the, the exit gate onto the onto the road, that gate, the, the pin in the gate was, was blown off by the pressure of the water. We have a second gate then that leads into our, our viewing bank, is what we call it, um, and our cellar room. Um, and we had to open that gate because the debris from, that was coming down from the main road was was blocking the, the, the water going through the gate. So it, it was a decision that we took. We just said, look, I just said to the lads, open the gate, just open it, let it onto the field because the, the houses across the road were going to get were going to get destroyed. And um, and obviously there's there's some businesses, you know, with balance, the local coffee shop and uh, diffusion where the clothes shop there, Siobhan and, and the ladies inside there. Their business would have been ruined, I think, if we didn't open, open it, you know, to relieve the pressure. Um, but it just ran onto the field and, and um, our place just got, it just got decimated, to be honest, which yeah. is destroyed. You know? Yeah, but by doing that act of kindness and generosity, it probably made the damage to others less. Well, look, I, I hope so, Neil. I hope, I hope that's the case. But, I mean, look, that, at the time, we, we were just saying, look, let's, leave, let's let the water in. There's nothing, there's nothing we can do. I mean, look, I, I, I firmly believe a pitch is a pitch it can be replaced. People, people's homes are different, you know. I mean, you, 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 people love their homes. And obviously, look, you know, um, we just felt that the decision was the right thing to do, just open the gate, let the water in. But it wasn't just the pitch, which now looks like a lake, obviously. It was all of your buildings as well. Uh, reading in the examiner this morning, the gym, the offices, the cellars, uh, all, all, probably all the lower levels destroyed. All the lower level ground, yeah, the gym is, is destroyed and equipment in, in, inside there as well. Um, our, our spinning room, our, our main office um, and, our, and our bar cellar, a lot of stock damage we, we feel as well inside there because the water level um, was very, very high. Um, 
and then on the outside, like the, the place isn't even safe, Neil, at the minute because the the, the roadway around us, um, the, obviously the water was covered there, but like we council guys are last night looking at it, and they felt that you know the the grounds, the roadway and, and the main way out isn't safe to, to even walk on because it, it seems very hollow. Obviously, it's just look, it's it's sand and, mar- and and gravel underneath. So, um, but you had supporting walls as well were were washed away. I was reading the supporting this. walls, yeah, and the pavilion side, um, most of that is gone. Um, and the and the fencing was washed into the field, and of course, look, the, the field has craters now in it as well because the the, the pitch drainage system that we had inside, um, they burst because they couldn't take the pressure of the water, so they came up through the ground. So we have we have holes in, in the field in certain parts of it. Um, it look, do you know what, no, Neil, the, the the generosity from people has been fantastic. Just people saying, look, we'll come down with shovels and whatever and rakes and help you to sort it out. It's it's beyond that, unfortunately. Um, it's it's a job that needs to be really looked at professionally, and and it's a total rebuilding job, really. And, 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 uh, but the water has the, has receded now, so you can see. Are you back to to grass and muck yeah, now? Is it? Yeah, it's it's muck. Yeah, it's absolutely muck now. Um, but the amount of debris that's on the on the pitch and on the grounds is is incredible. Obviously, from people's bins and everything, because we we glass bottles from the from our cellar area, our waste area, go onto the onto the field as well. Um, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess, you know. Really, really. So, will you be relying on intervention or state aid or financial aid, or is it back to fundraisers oh, well, again? Or? You know, I think it's. Do you know what, Neil? I think it's, it's going to be. A, it's, it's going to probably be a couple of things, really. But we're unsure what support we can get for, from uh, insurance because this happened obviously a couple of years ago again. Um, and look, I was on the Crow Park you know, this morning and I'm waiting for them to come back to me. We're going to need help here, here because this, this, as I said, that this isn't just a very small clean-up operation where we get a couple of wheelie and a couple of mini skips no, in. No, no, it's, yeah. it, it's gone beyond that. Yeah. Um, now, in fairness, I, I have had a couple of a number. Look, you know, just getting back to Sunday, we had a, obviously had a tremendous day on Sunday. Um, Be Middleton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Middleton, and I remember speaking to you back in June when yeah. when, when Teddy passed away, and. Um, Sunday was a really special day because obviously it was for him. We felt it was for him. He got us over the line. Um, and I, I, I just think we had a great night, Sunday night celebrating and, and Monday with a homecoming for the team. Everything was fantastic. And then yesterday, obviously, this happened. So it has been a roller coaster of a couple it of days. It certainly has. Yeah, it certainly it really has. has yeah. It certainly yeah. has. Uh, there'll be no play on those, but on that pitch for the foreseeable future, I mean, as a consequence of that, what, what do you do for training for the for the men and the women and, and even games? <sighs> well, look, our, our sister club, Glamour Football Club, there in fairness, and Paul Kingston was on to me yesterday, the chairman there, and he, he, was, on, he was on and he offered the place. Look, obviously, they got, they got a little bit of flooding as well on their main field, but he said, look, as soon as it dries out, it's what, you're welcome to use it. Um, we'll be relying on the generosity of, of clubs, near, nearby clubs, Neil, to be perfectly honest with you, to try and help us on this one, you know. All right. Um, okay. We're obviously preparing for a, a Munster Club game in three weeks' time against Bally Gunner. Um, and, you know, our facilities at the moment are just, they're, they're not, they're, they're not, we don't have them. No, we don't. No, it's wipeout. You know? It's wipeout. Yeah. But what, what, what a generous gesture yesterday, um, as the fellow says, in more ways than one taken, one for the team. Keith, thanks so much for taking the call. Best the wishes to you all down there. Cheers Thank for you. Thank you. Thanks very much. Bye Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. I'll talk to Anna in a second uh, to get a tractor and trailer to get them out of their house and housing estate 
in Mogili, everything destroyed. Lots of text. Great news about the 13 million in aid for Palestine yesterday. Cork needs something similar now after the flooding. By the way, if you do claim off insurance, remember you've got to pay at least the first 500 yourself. Uh, somebody else suggests that charity starts at home. Very disheartening to see all of the millions that are paid out in aid. More now to go to the conflict between Israel and Palestine, 13 million, when it could be used for important things at home. I've been listening to this morning regarding particularly the devastation in Middleton, but not exclusively Middleton. There are so many people who may not get back on their feet. So sad to hear the devastation of the people of Cork after yet another flood. The simple fact is that the council has neglected the waterways where all of the new housing estates have been built. Uh, Neil Metheron got it horribly wrong again yesterday. Why wasn't this classified as a red weather danger to life alert? The Met Service in the UK have issued a red weather warning to life for the same storm as it passes over Scotland. To see children up to their chests in water and elderly people struggling to cross the roads of water is just nothing short of a national disgrace. In this day and age, tracking weather systems are easy, um, says Anthony. Uh, would there be a mixture of sewage and rainwater going through people's properties with people handling all of their stuff, says Frick? Yes, there would be sewage. And I think they've even found that on the pitch down in SARS. Um, a funny one, a lighthearted one. It was very windy yesterday. I missed work because the storm blew me straight into the pub. How did Bandentown get on yesterday after the flood relief works? Could Middleton benefit from flood relief works? Absolutely it could. Anyone going to Mayfield via, via Glanmire? Find another way. It's bumper to bumper up Barnavara Hill. It's the only way they can get though, so people just have to be patient. Firstly, my heartfelt sympathy to all those who have yet again suffered a repetition of the ongoing flooding for both businesses and private homes. Where are all our taxes going? Surely after all the years of these events, someone must finally have a solution. What would the Netherlands do if they didn't have a plan in situ? If our government were to take over the everyday running, um, I think the ne- I think the Netherlands, uh, if the government Uh, you know, didn't do what they did in the Netherlands, they would have ended up as another Atlantis. Um, Why can't the government request hydro hydro engineers from countries like Holland and get their advice? Pay them the money. It won't be wasted. Um, One or two more. Tell people to take it easy. Uh, Some of the roads um, are after coming away and there's a lot of debris. Uh, One in particular is Raffine Hill where a truck just went past me there going hell for leather and nearly killed me. People need to slow down. There's lots of debris. People, and one more on that, people are mad on the road. There was an oil tanker in Whitegate yesterday that ploughed through a flood and the back of it was floating as it went through. There was an initiative back in the day for free footwear for people. Maybe now they should bring that back, but wellies from now on free wellies and the latest thing I heard on the weather was grass frost apparently it's frost that would be on the grass but not on the roads what's next with regards to climate change who knows Dan who knows my man keep those texts coming text 0868 106 Anna good morning good morning uh, I was referencing your text there where you uh, had to get out of the house by tractor and trailer where is that that's in Mogili. Glanfia and Stave in Mogili County Cork. Glanfia. Um, yeah. Badly hit with floods and flash floods, was it? Extremely bad, yes. Extremely bad. I've never seen anything like that in so my life. So where did you, did you leave your home? We left home, yes, yes. We left home. My husband left the last, he was, um, I'd say he left at around 8 o'clock because we left a cat at house as well. We took a, our dog with us and children, of course. 
but he's coming back this morning to check it out. Poor old cat got left behind, Anna. A cat is fine, you know. Cat will manage. God love him. He got fed. He'll be fine. He's upstairs. Yeah. Okay. So the kids cat were took, first. Yeah. Kids were first. Yes. So, so when your husband went back, what kind of devastation was awaiting him? So he didn't come back yet this morning. Yeah, no, when, no, I was saying when he went back to your home. When he was, oh, like, yesterday, last evening. Yeah. The whole downstairs is damaged. Is the kitchen, utility room, living room. The floor was floating. Tiles were floating as well. The sewage, it was literally everything because we got flooded from the front side of the house and from the back garden as well. So it's sewage, you're saying? It is. It is. From the drains? Yes. So there could be there could have been anything between say one and a half and two meters of it indoors. It was it was par- apparently one point five meters inside inside the house. Okay, so that totals the furniture, the tables, the chairs, uh, the electrical exactly. equipment, the carpets, the uh, wooden floor, everything, fridge, washing machine, the cooker, everything. Okay, absolutely everything. So you won't be going home anytime soon, will you? No, I suppose not. And do you have any form of insurance on the property? Is that a new estate? It's uh, it's not very new, but it's not old as well. And we don't have this insurance because it's flooded area. So there is a lot of us on the estate that we couldn't get this insurance because they wouldn't cover us. But if the fire, if there were a fire, you'd be covered, but not water yes, or flooding. Not not water, no. So who's going to pick up the tab? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I rang council this morning and they offered help as well because I'm asking for help not only for ourselves but for all neighbours because the all houses are damaged, you know. We had water up, as I said, metre and a half. So I rang the council. They said they will get back to me. I rang emergency council number because we need the skip bins, a lot of them. And there's a lot of helping hands offered as well, so they're going to help us and clear out the houses as well as Listen, fast as we can because, as I said, there's a sewage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see, that cleanup, by virtue of the fact that it's mud and sewage and huge yeah. amounts of water, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a really big job now. It really is. You, you, and, it is. And, you know, and the rubbish at the back garden as well, you know, bins are after floating, so they're rubbish all over the place. Do you believe there was enough warning given? Had you expected it to be this no. bad? no. No, I didn't. Do you have a river down Mogili Way? We have the... We're surrounded by fields. We don't have the river just in Mogili, no. We're surrounded by fields. And the water was actually like a waterfall from the field. It started at around half eight yesterday morning. It was like a huge waterfall. And how did you get out? So I asked for help. I actually put a post on Facebook because I tried to ring fire brigades... I rang the council several times. They were busy, and I understand because we were not the only ones yesterday. So one of my friends that I know, she asked uh, Mogili Vintage Club. There was uh, His name is Jimmy Hennessy, and huge thanks to him. He offered a tractor with the trailer to come into the estate and get us out okay. because there was a lot of more people, not only our family. Okay. Do you own your own home, or is it a county council rental it's the council council rental. So it will be their responsibility, won't it, to put it right? I, I hope so. I really hope so. Well, they're landlords to the property. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're hopeful that they will do the work? I'm hoping a little for a little bit of help. Do you know, at this stage, we need all help. Well, they're your landlord. They, they also yes, may be... Yes. 
put in a position where they may have to find tenants somewhere new to live for now? I, I hope so. I hope so because we can't go back there. Not It's not a day or two. It's more than a day or two. It's probably a week okay. or is, even a month. And are you staying with friends now? We're staying for now, yes. I don't know for long, but we're staying in Ballymacoda at the moment. Have yes, you children? So yes, children as well, yes. Okay, and are they school going age? The school is closed tomorrow. I'm not sure if they go to school tomorrow because I've no uniform for my daughter. Everything was left. We've not even choose. <laughs> Listen, is it any wonder you're crying? These are people's beautiful homes that they were very proud of to put up around them and now they find them just destroyed. Understandable that you'd be devastated. Of course, yeah. I know. I know. All of us, all of us, they're like, we've, we're left with absolutely nothing. Just what is left upstairs, you know, bedding and clothes, that's all. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, worrying times and a lot of work needed ahead. And do, yes. stay, do stay in touch, stay listening. We'll wait and see what okay. Leo Varadkar has to say when he hits the Middleton area. But as I say, it's not just Middleton, nor is it Glanmire. I've given out lists and lists of other areas all morning long uh, where people have been affected and devastated. And indeed, even Anna's story from her own home is just one of many, many stories. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, perhaps more, of people's homes that are also destroyed and they won't be back in there anytime soon. Um, to say it's as bad as it's ever been is an understatement, that's for sure. Back after 11. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. If you're texting this morning, do so by WhatsApp to 0868104106. I did see uh, a lot of other texts coming in in general, but just ahead of that, uh, just reading on the RT website this morning, they did manage to get some comments from both Micheál Martin and indeed uh, from um, Elia Varadkar. But Micheál Martin said that the government will provide support through its humanitarian assistance scheme. Simon Coveney has also been quoted as saying that the flooding caused carnage across the county. Micheál Martin's talking about the humanitarian assistance scheme for people down there. And of course, we know, let me flip back up here, we know that Leo Varadkar is expected in Middleton later on today. Um, he may get to visit other places besides Middleton. I hope people are showing him the video footage. Uh, he's fairly proficient on social media, so I've seen he's some, imagine he's seen some of the videos captured by people in their homes or businesses or on the streets of many Cork towns from yesterday. He says um, that he hasn't got all of the answers just yet. He says uh, there's somewhere in that report in RT where he makes a bizarre comment. Oh, he says, yeah. He says, um, he said they will need to assess the damage and put a cost on repairs and make a special allocation so the repairs are done. Um, but he said that many people, in the vast majority of cases, people have their own insurance. So this is just a kind of to tide them over. And he added that they're also helping those who couldn't get insurance. But I don't believe it's fair of him to say that the vast majority of cases people are affected have their own insurance. They may have some form of insurance, but found it impossible to get flood insurance. So I would say that the vast majority of cases actually don't have cover under their insurance for the damage that was done primarily yesterday. Uh, Added to all of that, of course, um, you have uh, um, the fact that a lot of the properties are rented properties. So is it the responsibility of the landlord and indeed the homes that are owned by Cork County Council or indeed City Council, one would think that they as landlords would be responsible for the damage. It's, it's very vague, the whole area. But let me go back down to Eleanor in Middleton. Eleanor, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. You have lollipop kids in Middleton. I have lollipop kids. If you remember, going back along, I was on the phone to you a good bit back there again. We had the same scenario there roughly about seven years ago. Now that you mention it, 2015, yeah? Exactly. Well, today, Neil, is absolutely the worst that I have ever seen. The town is totally devastated. My shop now, if you saw it, it's so destroying. If you see the social media pictures, it's, it's disgusting. It really is. That would be floors, fixtures, fittings, walls and stock. I had stock up as high as I could put them, but the pressure of the water was so bad, Neil, it actually knocked the shelves on the ground. So it's just everything. Like total devastation for the shop. And now I have to say I'm not feeling sorry for myself. It's the people and their homes as well who I feel very sorry for. I could go home to my home last night, but this is just on beyond. Like, coming back to the point of this in Middleton, you have Clanmel, you have Mallow, you have Fermoy, they have flood barriers. Well, we have the Greenway here and we have cycling lanes. I mean, which is better to be investing their money in? To be quite honest, you see the town here. We're all on our knees here this morning. It's absolutely devastating for their homeowners and their businesses here in town. The health that people are offering is absolutely phenomenal. To my dying day, will I ever forget it? But it's just so... Well, I did see that Middleton GAA wanted to support local families and businesses. We're asking volunteers all to get together to help go out and clean them... Absolutely fantastic. I can't, you know, but like, you can't, if there's too many, we'll get in each other's way. But it's just picking the soul to try picking up thousands of euros off the floor and stuff that are unsalvageable. You know, Is any of that covered by any kind of insurance? No, unfortunately, Neil, we have no flood cover here in any farm in Middleton. It's been, it's been just, you know, what we're throwing in the bin is, is just at your own loss and. So he's misinformed then. The Taunish is very, or the Taoiseach is very much misinformed by saying that the majority of people down there have their no, own insurance. Would, they don't. No middle, as far as I, as 99.9% sure any businesses in this town has no flood cover. Because the last time I got flooded, which was seven years ago, seven years ago we were flooded and we had no insurance then. What we jumped was at our own risk again. Did you recover but from, I, did you recover from that? I dig deep that time, Neil, and I had fantastic help. And, you know, I, this time the money in my savings isn't there this time because you, we've done the shop up to, we've just spent part, I just spent money there doing up lovely units in my shop. They're on, and they're not even paid for even to make it work. I just done up the shop there about six months ago, loaded our local forest fair company here in Middleton, which are very helpful. But it's just, it's totally devastating. The stock is outside the door. The stock is outside the door. It's like a third world country. And is I that the same it. for every business along the main streets? and the and Every business from top to bottom of the town is devastating. And side streets as well, arterial roads? Everywhere. You name it there. If you see it, the shop windows broken in with the pressure of water. It's just the stock out in the floor is just so sad to see. It's a very sad day here for the traders and homeowners of Middleton. But what about, what about the Christmas season ahead? Is that gone now? I can't have a Christmas season if I don't have stock. So my stock is gone out there, out in front of my shop. I can send you one picture. You're welcome to have a look at them. But the stock is outside in the street. The shelves all collapsed under the under the pressure of the water. So all the stock that was up high is on the ground and in the, outside my front door. It's just devastating. Yeah, I know. It's going to be it's going to be a considerable length of time before those businesses, including yours, will I be even open again. My business will. I couldn't. I don't know whether my, now I'm getting fantastic well wishes. I have great support. I have fantastic customers. I deal with the nicest people, the little people, our little children that come into me. I have one of the best jobs in the country because there's no, you know, there's no malice in the, and that of the children. They're very kind. Um, but like I had a little child this morning. I was actually crying at my door and a little child came up to me and said, are you okay? And I thought, you know what? He made my day to see that a little child that small could have a small bit of empathy towards people, do you know? Yeah. It's just, 
soul destroying yeah. for everybody here in the town. Whatever needs to happen with regards to help or aid or funding, they call it humanitarian funding, needs to happen fast. But, but, but certainly, I've been, he- I've been hearing it. Forget about a second, and early that now, unless you want to have uh, dry, wet shoes outside my door, the pictures are just phenomenal. I'm taking pictures there, just I haven't even time to put social media because we're still getting the water out of the shop. I would be taking as many pictures as you can oh, because you might need them for a claim, you know what I mean? But sir, what good is a claim? Should we haven't got flood insurance? No, but if they and do come up with time. some way, if they oh, do come up with some way of helping you, you know? We'll have to wait and see what they can come up with, but at this stage I don't see lollipop kids carrying forward, but we'll have to open Well, up. you're well able to make your make your point, so you should be there when Leo Varadkar's coming to town in about an oh, hour's time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I have no problem having a chat with him, and I know if he can offer assistance, I hope he will. Okay. But not just me, but the rest of the town. Well, make yeah, sure you point out to them that this business about the majority of people having insurance, they don't. No, there's no insurance in this town for um, flood covering. Okay. None whatsoever. Okay, okay. None stay, whatsoever. stay in so touch. I, here, I will, Neil, and thanks for your call. I All right, Eleanor, okay, okay. okay. Up thank to you, 90 bye-bye. this morning. Uh, yeah. Neil, this has nothing to do with climate change, and no, the sea levels have not risen. If sea levels were rising, do you think the banks and the insurance companies would underwrite dock and dockland developments in Cork, for God's sake? Interesting point. Leo is visiting Middleton at half twelve. Maybe he'll turn the sod for the flood defences agreed five years ago. And it'll be done in the same time frame, I suppose, as the event centre. Sean says the problem with towns and flooding is originating from farms. I have a farming background. All the farms around me here are full of small fields with ditches. There's a principle behind these small fields and ditches. Ditches hold up the flow of water and it's coming off the landscape. In the corner of a small field with ditches, there will always be ponds of water. If it overflows into another field, so on and so on, by the time it gets to a river then, it's absorbed by soil onto the land. So we're getting a very good lesson there as to lots of farms now don't have ditches anymore. Um, So it goes from land to, um, I guess, urban areas and so on and so forth. Many people are critical, actually, of the amount of um, housing estates and homes that are being built. We want them on the one, we do want them on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's taken away from nature's ability to drain. Nothing to do with climate change. Uh, that's the new default blame. It's all of the buildings, all of the large concrete areas that are being constructed. Middleton is a marsh. It's a natural wet ground. The water is not being absorbed uh, and therefore it's been redirected to lower lying areas because of construction and concrete. Listen to your show while at work. Is there any news on the boil water notice status for people at Whitegate? Um, that will also affect Middleton and many areas. Uh, perhaps you should check that. It certainly will. Uh, one or two more. Uh, when What business has Leo Varadkar got in Middleton? It's a ploy. The politicians just want to be popular and look good before the election. He'll show his face, but I guarantee you nothing will be done about it. Well, one of his party colleagues is uh, Councillor Susan McCarthy of Fine Gael down in Middleton. I think she actually lives on the main street. Susan, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Well, he is coming to town. He'll be there within the hour. What are you expecting? I'm really just expecting to to show the devastation, to show him the the devastation that I'm looking out at now on on the main street. I'm I'm on the the first floor here, looking out at businesses removing furniture, saturated furniture, saturated boxes, cupboards, units, shelving. It's it, 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 it's it's like Armageddon out there. It's just well, it was Armageddon yesterday, actually, Neil. Uh, today is just 
it's 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 just a very very sad. It's like any event like this. You have the event, and then you have the aftermath of the event, yeah. which is what you're experiencing yeah. now. And would it be fair to say? And I know we've talked a lot about Middleton and Glanmire, but there were many other places where they as were they as badly impacted. Some of the other places we've been listing this morning, you know, your Killers, your Castle Martyrs, areas like that, down to, down as far as Yall and areas like that. I don't think, to be honest with you, Neil, that there was any place untouched. Um, there, the road was breached in Killa. There, there was a uh, Ladies Bridge. Uh, there were the, the housing estate in Yall. There was a wall breached on the N25 outside of Yall. There's look, there's too many to mention. I could, you know, I could be here all day listing. Okay. Um, okay, okay yeah. No. Okay. So it, it, it is. It, it's. It's actually Middleton is. is I, I think you read out earlier. Middleton is a bad spot because it is kind of very. You know, it, it, it's built on karst rock, and it's at the. the the confluence of two rivers where they come together so it's the lowest point as well and we are prone to flooding but all of that said Neil I have never never seen the likes of this before this was the only curve flooding farther up north of the town and it just this massive body of water came down and it was like you know like the white water rapids it the noise from it I have videos of it it was just so powerful it was violent the flow of that it was like a river coming down the main street. And while we were talking about and too many of the businesses have also been talking to an awful lot of people in their homes. Some of them are privately owned, some are county council or city council and their tenants and they've been wiped out as well. Um, so this is all down to money now at this stage to put things right because they don't have flood insurance. I'll tell you what Neil, it's actually strangely enough much and all that it's going to cost, it's not an issue of money. It's an issue of time. We do not have the time. We do not have the luxury of time and to let this happen again. Back in 2015, when we had the first flood event, the OPW committed to a five-year plan to give us a flood relief scheme. It is now eight years later almost. What would that it's, be? It's Are you talking about barriers on the river? Is it or what? Uh, they're, they're, well, it, it, it's actually a, it's a hugely complex flood relief scheme. There would be barriers, there would be water attenuation areas. There's lots of different things, you know, that would it, 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 because it, there are so many well, areas that breach that they they have to handle them in different ways. But by not doing yeah. it and 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 promising it and not delivering eight years later, here is the consequence of people sitting on their hands. I'm afraid Eight to say yes. Later. I really feel it's just not good enough. I'm I, I'm a county councillor. I was eight years ago when this happened and I am I, I, I am just in disbelief that eight years later after us being promised a five year plan that we are in the same situation. I think that management in the OPW need to seriously look at themselves and they need to get their consultants and their engineers and whoever else they need to take action and they need to do it fast. Okay, because here's it's the talk from people down it's there and you're going to, you're probably hearing it. The businesses and people in the community are talking about all this money being spent on greenways and cycle lanes. All very well, but this is the result of not taking what potentially becomes a disaster seriously. I couldn't agree more with them. And, you know, I mean, I, we, we get quarterly updates on, on, on all of our water schemes, uh, you know, be it the flood relief scheme, be it any kind of... Um, 
coastal management, all of those things. We get a quarterly meeting in Cork County Council on this and it is glacially, it, it's just glacial, the pace that, at which it, it, it's, it's working. And it's just not good enough anymore. They're going to have to really, really sit up and get their work done like everybody else has to do. Okay. You know, I'm, I really feel, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry now, but my frustration is coming out a lot here because, you know, this affects me personally. It's my home. It affects me professionally. It's our business, my husband and I. And it affects me politically because how am I going to look if I go to the polls next year? Yeah. You know, I, I have told people eight years ago, you know, please God, no matter how bad the flooding is in the future, when this flood relief scheme is up and running, we will not see the, the likes again. And eight years later, you, this is allowed to happen you said again. In your text it, as you're, a, you're so you, right. You said in your text as a public representative, I'm the one who's facing into the abuse. Are you expecting to get grief? Um, I didn't realise I said that, but yeah, possibly, yes. I, I do feel that I, 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 I got it the last time. You know, people do blame, and it, it's a natural event. And unfortunately, historically, was built, Middleton was built, you know, in the wrong place, unfortunately. But that's, when you have, all across the world, when you have a town that was built in a location like that, they get together, they knock heads, they get the flood relief built and up and running. We're, we were asking for this before 2015. 2015, they promised they were going to deliver. Okay, we've said, we've said that a few times, but has there been an awful lot of housing and development down there that's yes. uh, taken away yes, natural drainage? Yes, housing estates. Tier Clune is com- was completely underwater. Yeah, but is, um, is it a consequence of, of too much concrete and too much building, do you think? Yes and no, because, you know, it's, it's the concrete that's here, obviously you can't, you know, uh, unless it becomes really, you know, you can't remove everybody from a whole town, right? No, I, no I've no the issue. Nobody would have issues with building place. houses yeah. and homes for people. Of course, we want that. But you also have to figure in uh, nature when you're building all of these houses and build businesses and complexes and housing estates, 100%. don't you? hundred percent. And, you know, that's, you know, in fairness, um you know, zoning has been refused because of, I suppose, the nature of Middleton and and you know where where it's situated between two rivers, um, and and the fact that there's karst rock underneath. So that that is taken into account when zoning happens. So like, you know, it it, 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 it but this is so unpredictable, Neil. I mean, like we have never had a coming in the back. It was actually. It came from Connolly Street. It came from the the, the other side. It came from the, the east side yes. of Middleton Town, which it never normally does. The, the Onakura is on the west side, but it started coming from the west side after. But whatever way the body of water travelled down the mill road, it actually okay. came from the east side, which we have never had. It was okay. the back of our house was destroyed before. Okay, from- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving, Susan. But what are you expecting him to say in 45 minutes' time? Um... I don't know. I, I, I will certainly be having a chat with him about the flood relief scheme because, you know, I, I, I just... I, but I, in, in the immediate so, aftermath where really money and funding and help is needed, are you expecting your party leader to announce... Already, yes, he has already. Uh, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, Neil, I haven't looked at the details of it yet, but he has already sent me on information on there will be help for businesses. Um, I haven't even, I'll be honest, I haven't even looked at it yet. Okay, I've go, literally been, go, go and do that. Go and do that. If there's anything you can share with the, if there's anything you can share with me, please do so. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay, right. Absolutely, I will. Absolutely. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah. Let me get more some audio because Seamus has been down around there all morning and um, we uh, should get some more audio from Rosario and her brother Tim live on Thomas Street.
right there. No stranger to the flooding of their home. It's happened many times before to the brother and sister. But the flood yesterday was something apparently that they never witnessed. Now, Rosary is uh, 72 and her brother Tim is 74. And again, um, there is uh, no insurance, none whatsoever on their home, as it's considered to be on a floodplain. There, look, that's where it came as far as. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and bred here 74 years ago, and I never seen it as bad. And it came flying in. We hadn't. We, a second, hadn't, we hadn't a second to. Yeah. Oh. It was just a flash flood in 10, 15 yeah. minutes. Papa, we hadn't a flipping chance. I was half afraid it was going to go all the ways. So what did she do? Did you retreat upstairs, is it? Yeah. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't stay down here. <sighs> Went upstairs and, and stayed there for the day and the night. You slept here last night? Yeah. We did. <laughs> we did. Everybody else left, but we stayed. We stayed. Because I've got a small cat. <laughs> and I wasn't leaving that cat for anything or anyone. But you... Did she free... You were frozen last night. We had our beds and blankets and whatever. Yeah. So we stayed. And what are you going to do tonight? And then and stay. This is our home. No matter how many times it attempts to destroy itself or gets help to destroy itself. Mm. My God. Who are they blaming for this? Everybody. It's a floodplain. Yeah. They won't insure us. They won't insure us. They won't insure anybody. On no the one will insure us. So, all this will have to be done out of your own pocket. Yes. Yeah. It will have to be done out of the same as the last time. It had to be done out of our own pocket. And can I ask you how much damage was last time? What, what cost was that to you? It wasn't as bad as this time. I never seen it so bad. We grew up here, you see, and it used to flood when we were kids and we'd yeah. get a day off school. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. We used to pray for it to flood. Yeah. Now we're praying for it to stop. Obviously, and their lovely couple, Rosary, uh, 72, and her brother Tim living together there all their lives. That's down around the Thomas Street area of Middleton. Um, you know, people did put their shoulders to the wheel yesterday. Sorensen's happened to be working in the area of Glanmire yesterday. Ironically, I think working on a project there regarding the flood relief system in Glanmire. Brian Snow, the contracts manager, joins me. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. It is being said this morning that your engineering crew um, saved the Hazelwood Shopping Centre yesterday. It'd be Caterpillar Digger. What was going on? (laughs) <laughs> Look, I suppose there's a, there's a real feel-good factor among the team this morning. You know, there was a huge effort to put in yesterday um, to eliminate flooding of the Hazelwood Centre. I suppose quick reaction by our experienced team, Neil, to divert the water from the Cushna Glen Channel, which is just outside our compound and kind of separates us from Glenmire GA. Um, it broke its bank early morning and the guys just mobilised. They were very proactive. They mobilised and created a, a channel along the centre of the road to divert the channel. But by like, doing that, you had to dam up areas. I see the digger, and like that's one hell of an experienced digger driver or operator because uh, <laughs> that is, water is, is moving yeah. at some pace. Yeah, it actually broke the wall on the upper end of the channel, so it did, and it, it collapsed that. And obviously, the, the, the channel is there isn't capable of taking an extreme flood event like, like yesterday. 
So, no, the team was was on it in a second. They were very, very quick to react. Like, and if there hadn't been know. that reaction, what would the consequences have been for the shopping centre? We were pumping, I'd say, tens of thousands of litres of water per hour, Neil. During the course of the day, we had deployed extra plant and, and tankers, extra pumps, and only for that, I, I think every business in that Hazelwood centre would be would would be in trouble yesterday. So, well done, thank God for that. What are you working on at the moment? When when I say the words flood relief scheme, what, what exactly? Is yeah, look, it, it's a scheme that Sorensen won earlier this year. We we mobilised side midsummer. Um, it's a three-year project, and it's essentially to eliminate issues like yesterday. Um, so one of those would be upgrading the existing culverts, which cannot take the capacity of heavy rainfall. So project is due to run for the next three years. So look, fingers crossed, we, we, we don't see any any flood events like yesterday again for a long time. When you're finished, uh, you won't. Yeah, when I'm finished, yeah, but look. Hopefully, like I'm, I'm sure it was a difficult time for everyone in Glenmire yesterday during the course of the day. Shows us the power of water, doesn't it? You can't stop it, man. You just can't stop it. Indeed, yeah. no. But look, credits go out to our crews. Yeah. We've had really positive feedback from everyone. And look, they helped in every way they could for the local community and, and, and it's businesses. Important. So, yeah. It's important to accentuate the positive. Appreciate that. Thanks for the call, or taking the call, Brian Snow, Contracts Manager with uh, Sorensen. Remember we were talking with Mel yesterday, um, she was on the show yesterday. She was stranded up by O'Connell's Transport in Brook Lodge. Many people were asking, did any of those women who were all trapped in their cars together ever get relief or get help or get taken out of it? Have a listen to this. An inch. Ah, please let me get out of here. Please, please let me get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm listening to myself in the background, Mel, but what are you describing? Hang on a second, let me get it ready. She's like, change line. Okay, what are you describing in that audio yesterday, Mel? Oh, I was was driving through uh, the the new lane. It's the new lane road in in Glenmire, near Brook Lodge. And the the road was completely flooded. And you kept going now. You kept going. I had no other options. Like you could see in the videos, there was no way to go right, left, or up, or down. (laughs) I, 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 I was completely strangled into that that, that muddy water. I, I just needed, I, the first thing I was looking for was a place to be in safety. So yeah. I was just trying to okay. and we chat, we, out of Thank there, you. Yeah. And we chatted about much of that yesterday. It wasn't just you, but there were other car drivers as well. Um, other women who were in their cars who also had to take refuge. How, how did you get out of it? So in the end, I, after spending three hours waiting, uh, on the side of the road with those other women, um, I, I could see a couple of cars passing by. There was big, huge, you know, Land Rovers and big, huge uh, uh, SUVs that were able to go through that that dangerous river because they were high enough and the wheels were strong enough to to go through it. Uh, and I thought to myself, geez, the next car I spot now, I'm going to stop him and I'm going to ask him to bring me in safety just by the the, the roundabout in Brook Lodge. I'd be able to walk home uh, from there. And uh, the next thing, uh, uh, 
after being on the on 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 air with you, I saw a truck, and I I got out of my car and I asked this man, I waved at him and I said, please stop, please stop. He stopped and he I asked him, would you mind just picking me up and I leave my car here and I, you can just drive me at the roundabout that's a hundred meters far and you can drop me there. I can walk home and he asked me, where do you live? And I said, on Glintown. So he said. Ah, come up, Pep. I, I'll drop you home. No worries at all. So he actually dropped me in front of my door. Oh, wait a second. Um, wait a second. What about that. the What about the other women? You left them behind. Um, well, I, I looked around and nobody was coming with me, so I just hop on with them and we, we went. But I know. I, not very sis. That's not very sisterly, is it? It's very bad, I know, but I, we, we didn't get to chat very much with the other ladies. We were both, uh, we were all in our cars. We were just staying in there. We were not chatting uh, for those three hours together. Uh, we just knew that we were all stuck and there was nothing we could do about it. So uh, I, I feel, I, I was thinking about them actually all day long and I was thinking there wasn't much uh, place also in the truck for, for everybody to pop in with us. But what, what, You're a right Mayfainer, you are. You're a right Mayfainer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel her. I feel horrible about it. But, uh, anyway, what happened was I left my car over there. So I, I, at the end of the day, it was eight o'clock at night. My brother that lives in Sallybrook on the other side of Landmire was finished work at eight o'clock. So I called him and I said, "Would you be able to come and pick me up so I can go and pick my car up?" Uh, he said, "I don't even know if I'll be able to go over to Glintown because all the roads are closed." So. He made it in the end. It's usually a five or seven minutes drive for he from his place to mine, but in the end, he took about twenty minutes to go over to come up to come over to oh, me. I know, yeah. So he made a big, yeah. huge detour at eight o'clock um, to come and pick me up. We went to get the car. I was praying that the car would still be able to 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 work to to to, to start. So I put in the, the key in the ignition. And I turned it, it choked the first time, and I was praying, doing the cross sign. I was like, please, God, help me here. I need this car for tomorrow. So second thing, I turned the key again in the ignition for the second time, and it choked a second time. Oh, gee, I was shaking at this stage, and I was on the verge of crying. And he said, go on, pump on the accelerator and turn the, the key in the ignition for the last time now, Mel. And if it doesn't work, we'll go home. And I did it, and it worked. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sir. It was just a, 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 a horrible adventure yesterday. All right. Well, we got we got the con- we, yeah okay. Well, we got the conclusion of it anyway. Fair play. Yeah. All right. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I was also thinking about what you were saying. Well, why did you go there? And I was thinking, well. It wasn't a red alert, so I, I still needed to go. I mean, you use your eyes, like you know, use your yeah, true know, eyes. A absolutely. bit of common sense, but I know. Absolutely. Sure, I mean, when yeah, you're in, you when you're in it, you don't know whether to go back or stop or keep going. I, I, that's it. But also, what happened was on New Lane. There's different ways to reach New Lane. I understand. So I, I, no, I won't I go into the yard. detail of that because a lot of people won't know one side of that oh, road yeah. from the other. But I'm, okay, at least, no at least we know what happened, and we got to the end of the story, and that's a great thing. Fair play to you. Yes, Thanks, Mel. Look after yourself. Better luck next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. All the best after the break. 
Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. Come back to everything else in the morning. Lots of calls, texts and emails. Uh, texts are fixed again now, so you can text 0868-104-106. Joined in studio by the two girls from Left on Red, Brenda and Julie. Um, you're back in your own home yeah. turf. Suffice to say, the text machine is down again. Oh my, I heard it on the way. I was like, oh my God, thank God I don't work there anymore. So That's all I was thinking. <laughs> I spent all day yesterday afternoon catching up on lots of your podcasts and you were asking me what did I think of them or you know are you fed up and listen to a voice what I, what I think of each of the episodes is that you're brutally honest yeah, and, yeah. and that has to be admired because uh, you know I, I learned yesterday afternoon that you snore for instance Julie I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't aware of that I, I learned I learned also yesterday afternoon uh, that you're too tired to run or to exercise or go to the gym yeah. but you'd be okay running up for last call in the bar yeah. <laughs> these quirky one-liners I just love yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for the next one yeah, I, I, I learned that you um, during even when we were working here were a delivery driver at night of the weekend. Yes! Never knew that. Oh, yes! I was mortified. I couldn't say it. I was so embarrassed. Mark suggested it. Mark who works here because I was looking for more money. Right? Um, and it was we got a bit of a pay cut and of course everyone was to blame like, you know. COVID. We COVID, got hammered. Yes. So you decided a plan B. Mark made a joke, right? Because I was like, I don't need extra dosh here. like, And he said, would you ever go like delivering food, Deliveroo? I goes, all right. And then before you know it, I was downloading the Deliveroo app. I was signing up with the insurance and everything. So were you up on a rocker or a I was motorbike? The, I wasn't in the no, I was in the car. I was in the key seat. And what were you doing? Pizzas and hamburgers yeah, and bags of chips? Hamburgers. But this is so funny now, Does right? anybody know you at the door? Oh, the first fella I dropped chips to, I'll never forget it, was Paul. He's, uh, it was Paul. Do you know who it is? Paul Mack? You know the guy who does what? the great haircuts? What did he say? I, I never forget. I was with my friend Alice and she came with me and um, I remember, you have to ring the number you're given a number. I goes, I can't find this Paul fella's house and it was on Sunday as well. And I got the number and it came up Paul Mack and I goes, oh my God, I know the fella I'm delivering chips to for the first time. <laughs> and then it was Paul Mack special and I was like, had the bag. I was like, hi Paul, our things. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm only doing this on the side and I'm doing this on the side. You should wear a baseball cap down I low had them every night. White baseball caps on every single night. And you were given a delivery How bag. How much did you make? You might have made like 90 euros on a good night, 100 euros. But then you're paying for your insurance. But you're paying for that anyway. But you have special insurance, insurance. Zigo or and something. Who are, like, who are better tippers? Sorry now, Julie. Jump in, girl. Jump in. <laughs> I better? asked the same I didn't question. Deliver to yeah. You did anything. actually. Yeah. Who I are did. better tippers, north side or south side? Oh, look, I'd have to say the North Side. Well, it doesn't surprise me. It yeah, doesn't yeah. surprise me. But you know what's funny? I swear this is true. And I say to my friend Alison, if ever I have to deliver to Neil's house, you're going in. No. I, said, Imagine. I was like, honest to God. You won't be delivering to me, but you could be delivering to Cathy. I was like, if we are, because, and I never forget, I think we got one near your estate. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So you're going in, you're going in. So yeah, but we had a ball. I had a great time. Oh my great God. Great time. Never knew that. Yeah. Listen, um, I was very interested in one of the, one of the podcasts that you did recently. And this, is how do you, Julie, how does a partner, I'm trying to phrase this properly because you guys came out front and centre that far too many guys are telling their partners or their girlfriends that they're fat, right? Oh yeah. Okay, what was the response to that? Because I'm, I'm curious, is there any time when it's acceptable to say to a partner, listen, you're, you're letting yourself go a bit? No, and we did speak about that actually recently on the podcast and what we both said was like obviously she was whinging in her ear like I'm at put on weight you know I'm up weight since having the baby or whatever so I said I suggested that maybe he should say it in a roundabout way be like oh look I'm going out for a walk there why don't you come with me or you know why don't we do the shop together and we'll buy healthier stuff Um just do it in a roundabout way instead of saying it straight out I think you're actually put on a couple of pounds and are guys saying it too directly we got a voice message saying it to us and I want to sit her down and say I think you're actually put on too much weight 
So then we said back to this listener, look, don't do that because that's actually very hurtful on the poor woman. Why don't you do it in a roundabout way? But he did want to say, look, I think we're at a banana way too much of it. Yeah. In the sense that he's kind of saying, this is not what I bought into. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, like you're after leaving you. yourself go. And I suppose we do leave ourselves go. And that's what I said on the podcast. I was like, any relationship I ever got into the first couple of weeks or months, I always put on weight because you are going out for meals, you're sitting down at home watching a movie and you're eating the chocolate and the popcorn. It's cut, like we do. We do a lot of eating when but, you first get into it. But you were making the point then that you see a lot of the time, okay, and this is men being critical of their women, if you like, but it's usually women are critical of women, isn't it? Yeah, we oh, did another wow. episode on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like even yesterday, I got, um, I actually, I'm low, I'm low on iron and I had to get my bloods tested there during the week and I just put up my social media. So I was like, I'm actually getting my blood tested. I'm, you know, I, I feel a small bit unwell or whatever. And straight away, a woman texts me, I hope you have cancer. Are you yeah. serious? What's That's, that about? I, exactly. I hope like, she's like back. clearly brain yeah. dead. I hope you have cancer. Why, why would somebody what? say that? Why would you say that? Yeah, exactly. Why would you say that? Like, what is it? They're so unhappy in their own lives. Is it? Is there a, a bit of envy going on there or what? That you're trying to make something of I your life? I have no idea. Before I could ever, ever say that to somebody. It's a toxic place, isn't it? Oh, social media yeah. shocking. Yeah, no, shocking. you probably get it. You've thousands more followers than me. I wouldn't get it as bad as you. I don't really get it necessarily that bad. But the odd one or two, Neil, you can't put anything up in your second guessing yourself now. Yeah. You know, something like, I'm not like, God, should I put that up there now? And God, what will I do here now? And you, you like, people will be critical of the smallest things I Julie's car is right estate outside right my old car was used to be estate and I was just joking about an Instagram and then I had one onto me there now giving out to me yeah I know I made a joke about the car yeah, yeah. yeah. sometimes yeah. you maybe that you, you, if you give of everything and, and you are brutally honest and open about it particularly about relationships or trying to you know you know, settle down or what have you or, or false or broken dates or mm, yeah. you know things that didn't go wrong um, you're kind of leaving yourself wide open to yeah. maybe negativity you know? yeah and that's ex- we understand that totally like you know and I don't think that you put yourself out there you should be like people should be able to say anything to you or whatever you know I know people say ah oh, you're fair game it's like politicians they're fair game like not to a certain extent either as well you know because we give so much of our lives you give way yeah. more than I do because yeah. it's more your full time no, job no well, actually yeah. you yeah. give away an awful lot more about it you told us also that you got bagged the cops bag you Oh yeah, I, was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I went out for dinner with Brenda um, a couple of weeks yeah, back. Yeah. We were in the Dean and I parked my car outside and I got into the car and I was driving back down the road to Carrick Lane and next thing I see blue flashy lights behind me and I heard the sirens and I was like, <laughs> I was kind of pulling in thinking he just wanted to pass me. Oh no, they're pulling me in. So out she comes anyway and she's, I smell alcohol off your breath. I was like, you couldn't be because I did not have any drink. I only had an oat milk latte. So she's like, no, no, I have to bag you. She said. Yeah. Yeah, I was a woman. Mm-hmm. She was gunning for me, though. She was gunning for me. Was she really? Yeah. Oh, gunning for me. Yeah, yeah. Bulling for me. So I blew into the bag. And then, you know, when you're blowing into the bag, you're like, oh, my God, did I have a drink? You're nearly actually, like, questioning yourself. Oh, my God, did I? And anyways, obviously came off that I was fine. And she was like, off you go. And I was like, I told you. You just said to me you could smell Oh, did alcohol. you take her on then? Yeah, I said right. to her, like, you did told you me. Did she she is into the car. I was like, what is wrong with you? I smell alcohol. I said, you told me you could smell alcohol off my breath. Clearly, you, you didn't because I no. wasn't drinking. I just had a coffee after my dinner. And she was like, well, safe driving, she said to me. That's it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you were yeah. annoyed about that then. I was a small bit annoyed because I literally just left the hotel. As I said, myself and Brenda went out for dinner. I had a coffee. I don't know if she was outside waiting or what, thinking I was drinking. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be deli- but she should be delighted when that happens and you yeah. pass. Yeah. You say, yeah. It's yeah. almost like two fingers. Yeah, like, yeah. Ha, I told you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do yeah. think she went after you, especially. Yeah, you said that. I, I do. I really do. Yeah. It was very random. 
Are you are you still manifesting? Oh, I'm weak for the manifesting. And, the, and, and, and what do you man? Is it money or men or what? Oh, or jobs? No, no, jo- New York. Yeah. Is that the pl- is that Moving the plan? Moving to New York. Oh, 100%. It's on my watch. The screen, the... Are you fed up in London? No, 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 not fed up in London. I adore London, but the New York thing was either always going to be between New York and London. London was a bit easier, but you see, the O1 visa, you need so many people to sign and a letter. And what do you want? And so you manifest. Do you write a journal every, every morning? Every single morning. What do you Most write? mornings get up at half three and I write... What I in the name of God are you getting <laughs> up? Because <laughs> I start work at five. Where are you working? Uh, Good morning, Britain, ITV. Well, why do you want to go to the... That's a great job. It's amazing. And I'm gr- I have such great... I gr- Did you manifest that job? I I, Neil, I manifested that job. I was up in the morning. I was down in Belly Desmond, whatever, and I used to be flat out at 4 a.m. writing. I love my job on ITV. So you write that way before you have you, the job? Yeah, before you have it, yeah. You write it before you have work? it. Well, I'm obviously working there now. Yeah, but you obviously went about it. You just yeah, yeah, can't, I went you just about can't about write it, it in a no, journal. No, but I had to start off at the Mail Online. And as we know, I'm not the best writer. I had to do a load of jobs I didn't Why want do to do. Why do you say that? You're a fine writer. I, I, when, you're, when you're working with the, the calibre of the people I was working with in there, they're pouncing out like stories. You see RSVP, they're very talented writers. Okay, so you're lashing the stories I'm more of a yeah. producer. But my you, point is, it's no good writing stuff no, down unless you chase it. You have to it. Have So to how do you it. know that... You didn't chase it down. Well, I did chase it down in a certain way, but I did all these things to go and get it. Like, I, I do a great time working in Sky News, but I didn't want to end it up there. I wanted to be more kind of lightish news. Whereas so what are you manifesting now? I'm, very, I'm really curious. Oh, yeah, cause, yeah. Cause, so what I'm manifesting... you're hitting all of the markers. Yeah, well, so my next thing now is New York, but that won't be till next September or so that I'm going to go there because I want another time, another summer what, in London. So what do you, you, do you write So down? what I'm writing down now at the moment is I am so grateful for my O1 visa. Money comes easily and freely to me. And mm-hmm. money issues have gotten better because in here, like, remember, I was doing Deliveroo. Cash mm-hmm. wasn't flowing. Brenda, your, your, your online shopping was nuts. Ah, uh, come here. Do you know a few people said that to me? And like I said, I don't think so. No, no, I mean, you, I mean, you were talking was about... A, that was like, the pandemic, oh, Neil. <laughs> money, money. And then being t- something else comes in from... ASOS or somewhere ASOS like that. Yeah. Boohoo or Zara. I don't Zara think I was that bad at all. <laughs> I don't think... I, I think I had to start getting them delivered somewhere else because I was like, the crowd at work around about me and my spending. <laughs> I think someone said to me, would you ever go to Mabs? And I was like, excuse me? No, I, no, I, know, no, I never said that. No, I know yeah. I didn't. It was someone else. None and I was, of my business what you buy. I was like, In this fast fashion me? world we live in. Um, but money is coming easily and freely to me now. I'm not loaded, but I'm able to afford to live in an apartment on my own in London and fly back and over to Ireland every week and... And all... This is from... Do you buy into it as well, Julie? Positive No, mental, I'd be trying no. to do it no, no, she'd be trying to sell me the whole manifestation thing. I'm like, no... Nah. Not I, like that, I think you have to go out and work for something. I do. don't think sitting down writing it. How many times? Three times? Do I do it for some reason? I do three times. times. But, but I guarantee you, we'll play this now, September next year. I'll oh, be talking to you from NYC. No, I want to stay in touch with you guys, like I yeah. promised. Yeah. I mean, you talk about manifesting things or setting out a roadmap. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you, one of the topics that you've dealt recently was loveless marriages or whatever. Oh, do, yeah. do you do you do you manifest are you manifesting a partner or, no. or is it career? No, I have a f- kind of an Italian fellow now on the ghost mob at Paolo that I met in Rome, right? But he'd probably end up ghosting me Marini. I, 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 I heard the other day in one of the podcasts that you have two exes on Lee's side and you're stringing them along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well I was look one of them could be listening so we need to be careful what we're saying here have you picked right. one and dumped the other no 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 I, I need to be careful here what I'm saying I didn't meet anyone any of them when I came home right okay because I changed my mind because I felt guilty on Paolo do you know no wonder we're thinking about this carry on but yeah. what, should, what should you be doing like she's but just, I we should be just going out 
Yeah, but you see, my thing else. is no. You see, I have. I don't really want to settle down when I'm because I'm not when I'm going. No, no, okay, so year. it's career for you first. Yeah, yeah. So well, like it, even so I'd be man. telling men like I'm like, will I'm actually moving on to New York next year? A loud American New Yorker, I would love like a really loud man. You know the type. Oh, Can't no. you see me with it? God, no. I'd love it louder than me, and that's hard to find and, me. In. And where, where, where are you? Oh, there's a lot of them on the <laughs> island of Manhattan. There's this 18 million of them. This is what I'm saying. Going to be one of them for you. 100. <laughs> percent where, where are you at relationship-wise, Julie? Single, single Pringle, yeah. yeah Willing yeah. to mingle? Ready to mingle, yeah. I did go out on a date there, though, a couple oh, of weeks God. ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know Tinder, Tinder's gone now. Dating no, apps, all gone now. Nobody's interested in, you could, you could meet a psycho on Tinder. Yeah. Right? There's no, you were de- de- dealt with that recently in one of the mm, episodes uh, yeah. talking about some girl being stalked by some guy. Yeah, yeah it was social, was it but No, on? that wasn't, it was her neighbour. He was actually on the sex offenders okay. list. Yeah. But my, my, my point is that people now are back to speed dating. Okay, Apparently. yeah, that's big now. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah. I did that before, and I like I knew that. two people at it, and it was the longest five minutes of my life talking to them. Yeah, but you need to eyeball people, don't you? Nobody I don't, I don't sp- mind messaging somebody. I think you really sum up their personality over messages um, and then going out on a date with them. I don't mind that. But what happened to me was I met a guy on Tinder and he was from up the country, but he was just living down in Cork for work. And we went out for dinner. And when he got off to go to the bathroom, his phone pinged. Oh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> and you know, the way you could see the screensaver, the wallpaper, it was a picture of a woman and two kids. His uh, wife and kids. His, I, I, so I, how I, does uh, Julie react to that then? I see. I didn't want to be like a stage 12 stalker then on our first date when your man comes back from the toilet like, Mare, He's a dog you? though. He's doing the dog. He's doing the dog, I would say, yeah. But I didn't want to accuse him either just in case. Like, So I just had to sit there. Now the mood did change. I you know, I took a couple of steps back and I kind of just left it there then. I just like, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. And to him. Ended him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why, why, do you, do you find it, di- now you say it's career-wise, do you find it difficult or is it, are, are men more standoffish or would they be perhaps aware that you're an influencer yes. or that you've got I had that trouble then podcast. as well before, yeah, yeah. Like that now I'm very open on social media and across our podcast, but like we'd keep them private if we were dating somebody. Yeah, as much as we could. You can make, you're giving <laughs> a guarantee. Yeah. yeah, if it was serious yeah. we'd say nothing. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. If there was serious, but there's a I lot. Of, I wish I had more time. There's a lot of serious stuff you do. Obviously, oh, yeah, you, you, you drilled in a lot to loveless marriages as to yeah, people we should weather. We did that. Because you, 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 you literally packed the bags and walked out the door. Sorriest thing you ever did. You said it in the podcast during the week. Yeah, yeah, packed the bags and walked out. And now going through courts and stuff. And you know, it's a very, very hard battle. Don't want like one. Like, well, how can you give people advice? I mean, they're literally asking you, should I pack the bag and leave or stay in a loveless marriage? I marriage. Yeah, I know. So what I do is I just talk my own experience and then we get listeners then as well to email in, you know, their You do me out of a job, lads, one of these days. <laughs> Come here, we have a show coming up in January. Can we give it a mention? A cheeky yeah. plug. I know you're not. Where is it? Cheeky. It is on the 6th of January, Little Women's Christmas. Do we say Little Women's here? Or is it Women's Little women's Christmas? Little Christmas. Women's we, we say Women's Little Christmas. Women's but, Little Christmas. But, but I prefer Little Women's I know. Christmas. So it's Little cute, Women's yeah, Christmas yeah. on the 6th of January. Tickets are on sale tomorrow morning. And Where it's at it Cork on? International. And what have we got there? Strippers. Yes. Oh my, strippers. Can, I mic, can I mic that up? We'd love it. Oh my God, that'll be such fun. Can yeah, I? Absolutely. Yeah. Can, we get invo- can we get involved and we'll push it like crazy? Of course. Yeah, strippers. we'd love that. Yeah. There's going to be all Bingo, sorts. Oh, everything. Yeah, all sorts. Bring it right back to the yeah. 90s. Like, oh yeah. my God, we're going to have a ball. It's going to be wild. We will, we will certainly talk this side of Christmas time yes. though. So yeah. we give away tickets on the show and all if we can. Absolutely. Leave Amazing. all the details before you leave. Fabulous. Uh, you recorded the podcast here this morning then. We did, yeah. yeah actually, the Monday's one is going to be, yeah, really sad. I wish I had more time. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to leave with that guys, but do stay in touch. I'm looking forward to Women's Christmas, so we'll have fun with that. Yeah. 
we'll have yeah. a great crack. We'll push it and we'll sell it out. Brilliant, mighty. Brenda, Julie, good to see you. Thank Check you. Check out uh, where you're going to get your podcasts uh, left on red. That's it, lads. We're out of time. We'll pick it up in the morning. Text 0868104106. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.